Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is a wonderful episode tonight because we have somebody who is cutting through the old guard, destroying legacies and dynasties, and that man is Mark Zimmerman, just <laughs> wrecking all the other casters on the LCS broadcast with I'm his I'm telling casting. you, you, tur you turn those nameplates off the cast, everyone would say I'm the best caster, but those yeah. nameplates being on, I think that's just true. cling on. It's uh, you're just it's the brands that uh cause you such pain and issue. Okay. Anyway, uh, this no, we do have somebody on. I will introduce uh him shortly. But first, my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman is here. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I uh saw a bunch of people tweeting about watching Naruto for the first time. Lorlo was tweeting it. Blaze Olive was talking about it, and then Ashley randomly shared an old AMV from Naruto at the same time. So I've just been watching all those old fucking Napster AMVs that you had to download and watch. They're absolute you, bangers. You know what else has been weird that you've been doing is you have just been playing a lot of League of Legends, which is unlike you in my experience. I, like, I I've, I've been like, on the League client, and you're constantly on. I feel like I've probably played 50 to 100 ARAMs in the last week. Why? <laughs> I, I just like, it was one night I was like really bored. I didn't want to play Genshin. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll play an ARAM. And then I just haven't been able to stop since then. And I, my productivity on all my side projects has fucking died. This is why I don't play League is because like I have a problem when I start playing. It's so weird to me because ARAM just seems like the oddest thing to like get addicted like i don't know anybody that gets addicted to aram right like at least whenever you're playing ranked it's like oh i want to climb or i want to do this or whatever aram just feels like such a a casual mode to just be like oh i gotta get another aram game in i've i've got that itch right now i don't know what to tell you it's the truth all right well anyway uh shout out to alienware and grubhub for sponsoring this episode but our guest this week is none other than palafox how's it going palafox uh, going pretty well, you know, well, just, just vibing. Welcome to the show. Do you know how the show works at all? Uh, no, but I, I figure I'll get the hang of it, you know? Yes. Perfect. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, did you know, so I just posted an interview with Palafox, Mark, uh, and the headline is, and I don't know if he knows this yet. The headline is the old guard is overrated, which is what, uh, Palafox said in the interview. Um, and I, I feel like it's like really timely given how their match went this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been beating that drum for for a little bit now. I think with the you were the one. Who, didn't you do an interview about like nameplates? Not the RJ, <laughs> not the RJS thing. Didn't you have a separate interview about like uh, people like just getting by on, by on brand value? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, I think I was just kind of frustrated with like. I don't know. I just get flamed for some dumb shit sometimes. And like, they're basically like, uh, people's mistakes are just don't even matter as long as like, yeah, they have a following behind them. But do yeah. you, do you think that, um, the CLG organization, do they like for, for uh, first off, where, where do you, do you live in like a CLG housing apartment or do you have your own place? Yeah, I um I live with Luger and Jenkins actually. So yeah, we just live in an apartment like twenty minutes away from the office. Okay. And does and does CLG provide you guys with lights in the apartment? Do you want me to turn on, on the light? 
Oh, I was I was just noticing that it was pretty dark there, so I just didn't know if this was something. I know a lot of the orgs are probably trying to cut back on costs, and so I didn't know. If yeah. They... <laughs> Inflation's hitting us all. Let's put it that way. Um, I think at some point in time you might want to turn the light on because it is. You you look. Yeah, very, I'll, it's I'll like turn it on. You're in the dark. Uh, okay. So let's. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, let's let's the talk about guys. if if you've watched Naruto. I've not Travis, watched, have you watched Naruto. No, Mark tried to get me to watch anime one time, and it. I Pal had Fox, to fight him for Naruto? like twenty minutes straight, almost physically. You know, it makes me feel bad because I actually I was seeing the Twitter post you were seeing about people watching it for the first time, and uh, I tried to watch it last year, but I stopped around episode sixty. I just couldn't. It's too it's too badly animated. Yeah, pretty much. I think Contract I to just chat Jackson, just said yeah. you're terrible, pal. Fuck. Uh, oh, you can't insult. Uh, by the way, this is exactly what I predicted. By the way, about a pro player showing up and just being like, "This guy's," but you can't insult anime around him because he will uh, get very offended. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Mark never asked me how my day has been going, so I will just say, "How's your day, dude?" Uh, it, I had a slow start to the week. I woke up not feeling very good, uh, but it's not COVID. It was some something else, I guess. I'm starting to kind of recover. But the one thing I did today that was productive before doing this was uh, I went to go check out the new Golden Gardens Guardians facility because they're building out a new like office space down down there. Like all the esports teams for the most part are all down in uh, Playa Vista, and Golden Guardians did something cool where they reached out to let me like go in while it's still in progress so that it's not just like, like they can kind of let me see like the development of it and kind of how it's coming along. And it's actually pretty cool. And it makes me feel good about golden guardians because, uh, it's like a pretty deep, it's not, it's no, nowhere near like hundred thieves compound TSM 35 or $50 million office, depending on when you ask them. It's, uh, it's, a, I don't know, but it, it is still like a, a pretty impressive, like custom thing that they're building out. And, uh, I'm like, okay, cool. It seems like the golden guardians are not going to be selling their spot anytime soon. Um, so I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'm excited to see what it looks like whenever it's done, but that was a fun thing I did today. Travis. That's cool. Oh, sorry. I was going to say funny story about GDS when I was, yeah. um, just joining them on Academy, they were, they were rebuilding. Um, have you seen where their offices? Yeah. The right now. One? Yeah. So when they were, re they were building it, like I had to spend a split playing downstairs, and like I would call it a dungeon. Like there was no <laughs> windows; it's just full concrete, all four walls. Like <laughs> it was kind of what funny. the fuck? In, that in sounds the, like office in their space. current office. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like downstairs of their current office while it was being built. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For like three or four months, we're just in the dungeon, just grinding. Yeah. Travis, have you have you seen Office Space? Yes. It's like the fucking, like, the stapler guy. They just stuck him down in the basement. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Give him a can of rat spray and take care of any rodent problems. Listen, Academy players, like, they, uh, you just, they should be happy when they're in L.A. because a lot of teams won't even keep them there anymore. Um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. All right, LCS this weekend. Yes. I don't know. It happened. It happened. There was a lot of upsets, again. I, the, on Saturday, everything went pretty normal, right? It was really more Sunday that we saw some fantastic yeah. stuff happen. I'm yeah. trying to like relive the weekend. Yeah, so Saturday was mostly pretty standard because I what remember the, in the overnight 
prep meeting. We didn't have to like really tweak too much. And then what everything blew up. What was the biggest almost. upset this weekend you think, Mark? Um, probably IMT taking down TSM. Okay. Good, really? good safe answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously it's CLG beating, beating up Team Liquid. I don't beating even think up. it's that one for me. Really? I think, a, I think 100 versus EG was pretty... Wait, uh, 101, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really don't think like uh, 100 was playing like that well. In my mind, like that's the biggest upset, actually. I mean, the thing is, they were so they were in the standings. They were so close to uh, EG, and they were like tied for second. And so I feel like it doesn't feel as crazy whenever they beat EG, even though I was surprised that they they beat them. Than it does whenever you guys take down TL, like because yeah, 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 because because Travis doesn't. When was the last time CLG beat Team Liquid? Actually, I was like, an interesting question. I don't I, think it was this year. So. Was it? Was it? Had, when? It's such a actually such an interesting question. Maybe was it? Was it the week where like I'll check Team Liquid was inting when Peter was having? I mean, the, there was there was a ninth place split for yes. them, so probably at least probably then. that one. Okay, yeah. All right. Anyway, Thinkar says we did not beat TL this year. Yeah, I assume, but I. Yeah, I, in, had, in, what? I was gonna say in summer 2021 they beat them. It's, really? It's, it's been a year. Yeah, it's only been a year. Okay, you yeah. would not have expected that. Um. Anyway, so okay, that happened this weekend. Uh, what else has been happening recently, Mark Zerwin? Uh, well, there is the LCK stuff. I don't know if anyone cares about that, though. I assume yeah. you do. I care about it, but I also don't know enough to like speak to it. So, so should I remove the caller that I already pulled about the LCK? No, we can talk about it. I just I I I meant today, but because I wasn't feeling well, I didn't get a chance to like catch up on all of it. But I. Yeah. I yeah I am very fascinated. Should we just mention a cursory uh, listing of what it is, since people that listen to this show might not know? Um, I mean we have a we have a take about it, and we can okay, probably we'll respond to that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. Oh, LEC gets the fourth world spot. Oh yeah, and we finally got world states. That happened. Uh, I really liked Parth's idea Congrats. of having the fourth team from North America and the fourth team from Europe fight for it. Like that would have been actually really cool. So I'm a little disappointed that that didn't happen. Um, even if, even if you had won, I feel like that would, I'm sure logistics make it difficult, but I don't know. That would it have been, been pretty hype. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I think and Parth's Parth sort of passive aggressive part in that tweet was like, so that at least we get to see one best of five between a NA and EU team at Worlds this year, so I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, looking like no double elimination yet again, despite um, a lot of people last. I feel like last year was one of the loudest years for wanting double elim uh, that we had in a while because there was four LCK teams that got through. Yeah, no, that's actually such a good point because so last year uh, they did they had Nas and John Needham who are the like that's the president of esports plus uh, Nas who runs is like head of league esports and the media, including myself at their like press conference, just grilled them on when are you making format changes? When are you making format changes? When are you making format changes? And they're like, Oh, we've got like thoughts and plans around it and we're going to figure it out and blah, 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 blah. 
And then from what we could tell, they just quietly copy pasted uh, the same format again. So I get like, it'll be fascinating to see how that goes over because I don't think people ever really think about this stuff until like the tournament starts. But yeah, I think that that is fascinating uh, to see. Cause I feel like they're just going to get, I wonder if they will do the same press conference that they did last year or if they're going to like duck their head a little bit. Uh, would be fascinating. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Okay. So what else do we got? So right now in the LCS, before we dive into callers, I just want to make a note of where we are, we are standings wise. So it's EG first place, 100T second place, one game behind TL and FlyQuest. Uh, one game behind 100T, tied for third. And then Cloud9, CLG, tied for fifth at six wins. And then everybody else behind them. Uh, which I think is like an interesting place to be at sort of this check mark of the league. Uh, and I think people should talk about that. Let's ask a couple questions to Palafox before we take the calls, though. Mark, okay. ask him a question. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Expert interviewer, Travis Gafford. Um, so one question I had was, well, we'll get into like a, a couple of things about the upset later by callers, but um, how do you feel about the, you were talking about the a lot of the teams being overrated, or not overrated, but getting by on brand value. Um, and I know there's been a lot of conversation about is 100 Thieves actually good or not? Everyone knows EG is good. Is TL actually good or not? Um, do you think these teams are getting like just overrated right now and like they're not going to be actual bigger threats in playoffs do you think like that is are they because you're close behind them to fly, FlyQuest is is tied with team liquid right now like i don't know what your feeling are on the top teams yeah so um i guess like tl in 100 i feel like tl has just like uh they're trying to branch out a little bit so i can see them being a threat in like an actual playoff match right a best of five They'll just go back to their normal, like, AFK style. Hope enemy team fucks up, you know? Um, 100 Thieves is, like, the biggest question mark for me because I think a lot of their players have been pretty inconsistent this split. And, yeah, I mean, I just think they're they're really inconsistent. Uh, I don't really think that anybody but Closer is just having, like, a a great split on, on their team. Yo, did you miss that Azir game, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he actually he, he played like okay in that game. I think I, I'm not gonna lie; I don't really remember it. I just no, went home. Yeah, he beat JoJo, the savior of North America. Yeah. Of course, he must be amazing. I mean, at one point yeah, in time, I right, feel like he right. was six and zero on his ear, like halfway through the game. Dude, maybe maybe he smurfed. I don't know. I'd, I'd actually need to watch their games a little bit closer. They're the biggest question mark for me. I think 100 Thieves will probably be, like, the actual biggest threat, like, in playoffs to any team. Past that, like, yeah, I don't know. TL seems like I, huge question marks for them, for me. Um, and FlyQuest is, like, the most interesting one to me because I think that uh, Takui and Jose are a really good mid-jungle pairing. Like, probably top three like mid jungle but i think like philip and philip is like i have no clue i have no clue i just yeah i don't want to flame him too much but like sounds like you're biting your tongue yeah i don't want dude it's like he, he got put in like a shitty spot i think like i think um 
I played with him for the first time when I was on FlyQuest in summer, and he got brought up like at the very end of that year. And past that, like he didn't even really play pro, right? So like, like imagine you're just on like a top, he's top three, top four team. Yeah. Right? Just on a top three, top four team on like his very first year playing. And I don't think he was like, he was looking so awful in Academy. But in LCS, he's like actually doing shit, right? Like doing his job. So it's, it's yeah. funny you say that because like uh, people are starting to be like, look, they just didn't give Philip a chance. No one thought he was going to be good. And he's actually great. And it's like the the broadcasters like talked to the coach of FlyQuest. It was like I think it was Sharks or maybe it was Nick Fan. I don't remember. Like we we asked FlyQuest and they're like, you know, you swapping Kumo for this really young kid. What are you expecting? They're like, he might struggle out the gate. We're not expecting a ton. And we're like, okay, great. That's what we'll say. And then people are like, wow, the broadcast didn't believe in him. And like that's what the org was saying about him. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's been good. He's been better than I think even their own, like the the own org expected, and that that yeah. he deserves a lot of praise for that. Um, but I, I heard he's also like a really funny person. The team gets along with him, and like just being a good, like, positive force on a team can can like go a long way, even if you're not like smurfing lane or anything. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, all right. So, oh, by the way, do we have? I assume we have a Cloud Nine take. Mark, because I, I, here, let me just prime it this way, which is to say, I feel like I've heard from multiple people and I saw a little bit of discussion in this chat. Like I was talking to one of the LCS coaches this, well, yesterday, I won't say who, that was arguing that like, if you're a Cloud9 fan, you should be panicking um, because they're not looking that good. And like this, uh, what, chat, I guess, somebody in Twitch chat, this is paraphrasing because I heard so Supposedly, Jat was saying that this was like the worst two-o week ever uh, for for them. Um, so uh, they, they, they looked pretty bad. I mean, they did. The funniest thing is that they're six and two since they brought in their their main roster. But like, they've had so many games where it's like, you you wait, you should have lost that one. There was the Golden Guardians one. There was the Dig one. Um, I think there was another one that they should have just like outright lost and they didn't so like i think i don't think like you need to be panicking if you're a cloud nine fan but like there's some teams that look better than the record and some teams that look worse than the record and i think uh funnily enough c9 looks about right because they had the zero three at the start with like the the sub bot lane but yeah. I, I do think that they're a team that uh well they, i feel they, like if you're a cloud nine fan and you're in the middle of the pack you're you should be panicking because <laughs> they are running out of time, right? To like turn it on. Yeah, for sure. And I think like the teams above them or around them are not like pushovers, like CLG and FlyQuest and whatnot. Like you're not guaranteed to just finish top six because you're C9. And then people, so Naughty Beaver and Chess says Travis's C9 take is pretty bad, low key. But this is not just my take. This is everybody. Okay. Anyway. Um, on the EG note, I just want to get us all on alignment that the reason they lost this weekend was because of Vulcan exclusively, right? <laughs> oh, Vulcan's in the chat. Oh, good to see you, Vulcan. Sorry, I uh, I didn't I didn't catch you there. That's uh... anyway. Let's get into callers. Mark, do you want to explain how the show works for both Palafox uh, and the callers? Sure. Uh, this is a live call-in show. 
uh, Palafox. So you'll be talking to fans tonight. I don't know if you knew that's what you signed up for, but you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I went into the pleb call before I went in here, right? And I was trying to talk to people, but, you know. <laughs> okay, so, so at least you're ready to talk to, to the, the unwashed masses. Uh, I just spam in the <laughs> Discord link in Twitch chat. Go ahead, join up. Like you heard Palafox saying, pleb calls is where you want to be. Please mute your microphone when you get in there, um, just so no one's like breathing, parents aren't yelling at you. Uh, and then go in the Pleb Topics text channel. That's where you're gonna put your take, write that in. Uh, if we like your topic, we'll pull you from the Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on air. Then we'll have a nice conversation about whatever it is you're trying to talk about. Oh, Mark, do we, do we, well, I'm curious if we will get a caller about the CLG snub that I saw so many people so, talking about, or do you want to just talk about it now? Uh, I one of the callers I pulled was actually hyping Bwipo up on the broadcast, and okay. I figured that was a good way to Trojan horse that conversation. Okay, in. okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, All right, but we'll we'll take that a little bit later. I want, I'm trying to find. And like, if you are first, CLG. also I want to mention if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub to the channel. I really appreciate it. Uh, but you also can link your Discord with your Twitch to get access to the subtopics channel, which we also pull from. So if you are a sub, make sure you put your, your take there. Uh, and it moves a little slower, so it's beneficial to to have that there. It doesn't guarantee you getting on the show, but we actually have, I feel like a lot of people in pleb calls and sub calls tonight compared to- We do, show. we should have calls. It's just like some people aren't in the Some rooms. people have bad takes? No, they have, they're fine takes, but it's like, where, where did this one go where I was like, oh, I like that take, and then they're not in the room. Like can't looking pull back at you last into year. if you guys are not in a voice chat, we Here, cannot I'm gonna just steal it. force you into a voice chat on Discord. Less force. You have a great question that you asked at 6:50, but then you disappeared. Not able to call. Oh, they said not able to call him. Well, then perfect here. Uh, Palafox, looking back on last year, what takeaways do you have from when the entire FlyQuest team got sent down to Academy in summer? And did any of those lessons help you improve on CLG? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the thing I have to say about when I went to Academy, um, man, I mean, I kind of went to Academy by my own choice and, uh, I mean, uh, this is not a very good thing for me to say probably, but like, I pretty much just didn't want to play with my coach at the time and said like, if he's going to be my coach, I don't want to be in LCS with him, you know, because he was just really mentally draining to play with. It's not anybody on FlyQuest now. He's been removed, but uh, yeah. And about going down to Academy, I just said to my coach, like, pick me these five champs. I'll blind them. We won, like, every game anyways. Like, uh, I don't know what to say. That, that I, was... I'm, thank you for confirming something that I had heard and had kind of hinted at last year on Hotline League, which was like, that was the year where you guys were str like struggling in LCS and then the Academy team came up and started kicking ass and it's like, oh, wow, these are really great. And then they started struggling um, <laughs> and it was like, okay, what? What is the common huh. denominator? Like, what, what, what does it mean when you move the Academy players up to like, work with the coaching staff on the LCS side and then they get worse over time. <laughs> uh, it was, it was pretty obvious that the coaching situation was not great there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing I can really say about it is like, if you have 10 
players complain about a coach and then you still stick with him, like, I don't know what to say. Probably yeah. the wrong move. Yeah. Well, Flyquist like is in the this chat, is so maybe they'll, start, they'll get it. Spicier start to Hotline League than we normally get. <laughs> no, that's why part of the reason I was excited because I interviewed uh, Palafox yesterday, Mark, and uh, he was say already saying a lot of spicy stuff. Like, he, What was the spiciest thing from the interview? Uh, well, he saying the old guard was overrated, but then I, I was also trying to call out... I mean, people should go watch it. It's a great interview, but um, he was saying that... What was it you, you said, Pal Fox? That Bjergsen plays scared, and I was like, he, "Why? Why would he be playing scared against you? Like no offense, but like I don't think Bjergsen <laughs> should be scared against you." And then you were immediately like, "Bro, this dude just missed CS like four times in a row or something mid lane yeah. or whatever." Like it was. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. Like I mean, what I what I, I think I said um, was, as I was laning against him, within like two or three waves, he already missed like six CS. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Something else is on his mind during that game. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was like, this is, this, you'll be a great guest for Hotline League. I got to get you on. I think also what's been fun is we've been doing a decent job lately on the show of getting, like, I, here, I'll say this really quickly while we're playing folks. I, the last two weekends have made me very excited about the LCS. Like, I think the storylines are really interesting. I think there's a lot of really fun stuff happening. Um, and it's been exciting to see what is transpiring both with you guys and with eg also kind of with FlyQuest. i i just feel like there's something happening within the league right now um that i am excited about which is you do have a lot of like palafox people have been talking about you guys for like you for years but you haven't had much success i feel like until now and like same thing with dokla and um, you know, EG continues to stay on top, even with their loss this weekend with these like newer guys while you see TL struggle. And I don't, I am by no means a TL hater. I, I actually would like to see them go to worlds. Cause I think that they're a bunch of really great names, but it is exciting to me to see a new group of names and even teams start to rise up and cast down some of the folks that are at the top because I feel like that's kind of the, comp the competition that we need. And I feel like the, the league has been stagnant in many areas, both from a competitive standpoint and from a broadcast standpoint, like this weekend, even on the broadcast side, having, I know we're going to, we got a call about it, but having Whippo come on and they had Hooney on previously. And like, I do feel a renewed sense of excitement for the league because of so many of the things that I have been seeing over the past couple of weeks, including you guys really starting to push. And and I don't want to overhype you guys because uh, you're right there with Claude Died right now. And I just, we were just talking about how Claude Died fans should be panicking. But <laughs> I uh, I think you are pitting up much more of a fight than people expect. And, and seeing you guys take, you know, like a game off of TL and, you know, have a positive record, which is something CLG doesn't, it's, uh, it's exciting to, it's exciting to see, so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if um this is gonna be added in, but like, it's not. Uh, okay. Oh, I was gonna say something about C9. Um, say it. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, like I think C9's top side is struggling right now, and most of it's just due like, due to like, I think Jensen's slacking a bit. I think Blabber's having his like worst split in a very long time, and I think like, I mean, I guess Fudge plays solo queue, but or at least I hope he does. I don't know if he does. 
But it really just seems like the only grinders on C9 are their bot lane. Like, Sven has 147 games in CQ, which is actually insane, by the way. And Berserker has 103, and the rest is like 70. So, like, hopefully you would expect them to like start ramping up and actually playing more, but it just seems like that's not the case. Yeah. Is is top and champ's queue like the least played role? Because I feel like uh, a lot of top laners are like 1v1 spammers. Because uh, I know Fudge has talked in the past that th that's what he does. Soul was on here saying the same thing last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it does seem that way. Like, I'm just looking at it right now, and it seems like, uh, I mean, Fudge has three games. Um, someday, 43. Uh, doesn't see Philip, but. Seems like they're all pretty low in top lane compared to like every other role. And that is the role we're missing the most, you know. Hmm. I guess top laners are just fucking slackers. That's the role you go there yeah. to play weak side, pick me Orn, don't no one look yeah. at my lane. I mean, Fudge has talked about this before. I do I do want to just say that he um whether or not people agree with this or not, uh, or think it's a good thing. He's talked a lot about enjoying one V ones and um I think Soul was talking about one V oneing last last week where he does a lot of uh one v ones and stuff like that. So it is. It's not like these people are. They've at least addressed this in some way, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the the hard part is like, all right. So let's say like, um, you have a teammate that just like doesn't really play much solo queue and you can't see it, right? A lot about being on a team with somebody is like seeing the effort they put in. So it's like if they have a bad week or a bad scrim day, you can immediately go back and trust them, right? So. All I can hope is that, like, if Fudge, I obviously Fudge didn't have so great of a week, right? Um, that he's like, I guess at least one v oneing in the same room as these people all day and showing them that like he's putting in the effort. Yeah, that was fair. Um, so I know you're about to gas somebody up. What what top laner in the LCS plays a lot of champions here? Is there anyone that springs to mind? Uh, yeah, I believe it's uh my top laner that actually plays the oh. most. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually remind uh, everybody who your top laner is. So we just will we get his name out there? Uh, Dokla. Dokla, Dokla plays okay. the most champions queue of any top laner by like thirty or forty games. So, yeah. Do you think champions queue helps? Really yeah, I mean, champions queue for sure helps. By the way, on a side note, Dokla also does one v one. So like, just gonna put that out there. <laughs> uh, I love it. Casually calling the rest of the the top laners lazy. <laughs> All right, let's get into some calls. We've been we've okay, been let's do it. bouncing around for a bit. Uh, Mark is off to go grab our first caller. Shout out to a bunch of folks. I shouted some out uh, before the start of the stream, but Perchy ninety nine, uh, I love you, chat. Kobe with the rate of two hundred people, love it, Kobe. Uh, little Indian man, I feel weird calling that out. Tom Shu, uh, uh, Flick Nickum, uh, Croissant, Eugene, Eugene, and John G three six five. Thanks everybody. All right, Laser Fruit is here. Laser Fruit, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Oh, Tarek, fuck. <laughs> cool. Hi. What? What is happening? I'm in his Twitch chat a lot. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, welcome, welcome. You're you're on this show often too, so it's funny. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so my take tonight is that Flyer CLG making worlds is much better for NA in the long run over TL. Um, even if they don't perform well at Worlds. Okay. Go ahead and elaborate. Um, so, I've basically, the last four or five years, uh, TL has basically sent a team of five veterans. And I think 
every single year they've gone three and three. Like their performance at Worlds has not improved. Um, so like even if we send, you know, FlyQuest and FlyQuest goes zero and six, they have a lot of really young players that can learn from that experience and you know bring that back and improve their play in the LCS. And we saw this a little bit with Clutch in 2019 when uh, Vulcan went to Worlds and came back, and now he's one of our best supports in NA. Um, so R worth noting, you know, Demonte also went to that Worlds. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. Yes. Can I maybe add on to this actually? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think in terms of like maybe like um, copium, you know, for for viewers. If you see a group of five veterans going over there, going 3-3 three, three and not doing shit, you know, um, and having, like, a really boring play style, it's a lot... If they're, like, FlyQuest goes and they end up going, like, 3-3, three, three, you probably have a lot more hope going into, like, the next year, like, that these people are actually going to improve and actually going to be able to make it further. Probably. Another bullet point. Great point. Um, okay. I will have to. Yeah, we, we just need one more year of, of Bjerg and, and Bwipo and Core. They're they're on the way up. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trending up in their careers for sure. No, here's here's the thing. I will disagree with this because Worlds is in North America this year. Um, so I think it would be very disappointing if, it, look, in my opinion, Team Liquid is the team with the biggest names on it. Um, you've got obviously Bjergsen at the head of it and. Palafox doesn't think too much of his play these days, but uh, <laughs> he is he is a really big deal, and it would be very unfortunate if like I I think it's better to have TL go three and three and actually play in the group stage and have games that they win, where like the fans can get excited whenever they're at like New York's venue. Than it is for those fans to show up and just watch FlyQuest go zero six. If these are the two alternatives that, or the two scenarios you're painting me, uh, I would agree if this was any other year. Because guess that what? Is, any other year, North America's I, not awake. It's fine. It's whatever. What were you gonna say, Laser Fruit? Um, I want to disagree with that because let's say TL goes to Worlds, they go three and three again, and then where's the excitement when half that roster leaves back to Europe? Like, I mean, I... TL has changed their roster every single year after going three and three, and you know half their team has left the LCS. I we are look. I completely agree with you on that front, Laser Fruit. And you will find nobody who talks more about champ or roster turnover and stuff than I do. But the excitement is not there. I agree. The excitement's not there when they leave. The excitement is in the stands when they're winning games against teams or they manage to beat an EU team or something like that. Like the, I care a lot about the show this year and I don't know, people are going to get pissy about me saying this or whatever, but like, I do think that we need to have an entertaining worlds for North American fans. We haven't had one, we haven't had worlds here since 2016. Um, and so I, I would be very disappointed. I, I just don't, I, Look, I think FlyQuest can get some great experience, st hopefully staying together and scrimming the world's teams that are all going to be here in this region. Like, I hope all of our teams do this. I feel like G2 did a pretty good job of doing stuff last year uh, this way whenever um, people were competing in Europe. Um, but I, I really want big names to be at Worlds this year. And, like, I, I also recognize <laughs> that... 
this is the wrong venue for me to be making this statement because Hotline League has all these like hardcore fans that are like, now nah, fuck the world show, guys. Like, who cares? We want like Travis, Eric Talent. Like, what do you think of Emily's point though? That NA fans would potentially be more behind a FlyQuest or CLG roster at Worlds based wrong. on how the Houston crowd reacted to EG having a good showing and starting to win some games. They were much more excited about EG than anyone else there. Thank you for letting me know that this is a thing. I did not I did not catch her saying this, but now that she has, I will add this to the uh, resin reef or the Rift reaction show notes for She tomorrow. said she's going to bring it up tomorrow too. Oh, really? Okay. I got to read Twitch chat. Okay. Oh, she oh, she said it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm writing right now. Emily is wrong. Stalling. Underneath the <laughs> I was, LCS I was stalling section. because he just got trump carded by Emily Rand. No, 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 no. I was typing into the show notes. I don't have the uh -huh. setup to show people. Cat, but... Literally, caster stalling. You could literally. See, I just typed Emily is wrong into the show notes of Rift Reaction. <laughs> Why is I'm Emily wrong? She this. sounds right to me, dude. That Tune in tomorrow for us to talk about it on uh, Rift Reaction. No, I, I'll talk to her about it there because maybe I'm I'm misreading but uh her her statement obviously she just typed one one sentence into the twitch chat about it but like that's just wrong like people got excited about eg nobody was a fucking eg fan until danny's pentakill in that arena like there were some eg staff members there i'm sure they were rooting i'm sure nicole was excited but like <laughs> there there's nobody nobody was like a huge eg fan until that happened and then and and they're also playing against other north american teams but, yeah, but assuming that these fans, though, you know, without winning. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, Palafox. Like, if Palafox shits on Bjergsen in a best of five, like he just did this weekend, people will be excited to see him then because he would have had to have beaten these teams to get to world. The caller offered me two scenarios. One was TL going 3 3, yeah, that's and true. the other was FlyQuest going 0 6. <laughs> what you made that up? 0 6 is not. <laughs> Zero six is not what this is happening. Like, yeah, is guess what, Mark? Here's I, I will agree with, if you give me these two scenarios. TL goes three three, or FlyQuest goes six and zero, oh, crushes it, and makes it to the quarters, where they lose <laughs> in a five game series and gets fucking faker. Then no, yeah, I agree. That's a lot better for us, and I will happily let, let choose our that. Guests, let our guests talk, Travis. I was just gonna say, what if like FlyQuest games were all so close, like they're both hitting the nexus, and like they just happen to lose six games, like. Both open nexus. That would be fucking cool. Like those games would be so high. Yeah, you know? we could just program whatever. This is not players. We can't just script what we want to have happen here, guys. Like, how how I mean, sick I, would it be if Philip ran over and suplexed a player on the other team? Like that would be incredible. Wouldn't people tune in for that and get excited? Like, yes. Like Philip beat Faker in a fist fight backstage. <laughs> That'd be sick, actually. That's good content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, we could just create these fantasy scenarios all day, but, like, the, I was reacting to what uh, Laser Fruit put together for, for me as a package here, you know? My bad, my uh, bad. All right, I'll say this. I mean, like, I understand the importance of having um, hype around worlds for North American fans to help reinvigorate a lot of interest and whatnot, you know? Like, that's it, it is something that is worth considering. But I'm just not sure that, like, fans are super in love with TL or 100 Thieves. Not like they dislike them, necessarily, but, like, 
I don't think that they are like these, it's not like TSM of old, you know, where like they're 50% of the fucking viewership. And if they don't go, yeah, that feels bad. Like, I don't think that they have a, a stranglehold on the, the viewer base the way some of the top teams in the past did. Now, here's here's what I think. My, my theory on this is that you have, like the fans that will be going to Worlds in North America are like, in a lot of cases, very casual league fans. Like, if we're going to be filling those stands, it's not going to be, they're not going to be filled with like people that are still actively watching LCS on a week to week basis. Some of them will be, right? But like the viewership's just not there. So I think that a lot of the people that are going to be going are people that are like, oh, Worlds is in North America this year. Like, oh, yeah, I only watched Houston and uh, Chicago, but like I'm down to go, or like my friend's going to drag me. I haven't watched in a long time. And those people want to see Bjergsen. They want to see Core JJ. They want to see these folks like those are the names that are still recognizable to them that are continuing to compete. And so I think I, I think that that is why you want team liquid to go. Um, not because I think that like, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I don't think that that's, I don't know if any of them know anyone, but Bjergsen. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, even then, if that's the case, that's my point. I mean, I think a lot will know core cause he's been around and people watched, like some of our highest viewership was, I think, in Core's first year, if I recall. Um, so in 2015. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Core's first year back. <laughs> very, very I think well our done. Viewership Mark. was 2015. That's yeah, a good point. It's it's a it's a good point. <laughs> League has been dying for that long. <laughs> Just a very slow death. Yeah. So, yeah. See, this is the frustrating thing. It's like massives in the chat says new stories. Travis, not the same old, same old. Yes. That is literally what I was just talking about. Like what I was saying, I was excited about like CLG and folks doing well, but I think worlds is a different thing. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that this, like Palafox. you get the new stories with evil geniuses. Like let's send evil geniuses and team liquid. And then I don't, because Palafox is here, CLG. And like, you still, it's not like we only have one slot. We don't have the freebie slot that North, that you know, globals decided to just hand Europe, even though they're about as good as us. But we do have these three slots, and I feel like one of them going to like the most prolific team plus names or whatever is is a good is the good Palafox. Let's say Travis is right. If he's you wrong. guys right, we agree he's wrong. But yeah. in a world where Travis is right, would you int in playoffs to save League of Legends in North America so that Bjergsen can go to the Worlds? Will you throw against him? <laughs> like like knows? how. Like, what, um, what do you mean by save? You know, like, <laughs> like, like viewership doubles. You know? view, viewership doubles next split if you let TL go. No, fuck. No, <laughs> You'd no. still be <laughs> tragic. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's also annoying that I Twitch chat is all just acting like it's team. You get you can either have Team Liquid or you could have new teams. <laughs> I'm like, guys, like, it's not how that works. Like, you could have Team Liquid and send two new names else, you know, from, from elsewhere. Also, Technically speaking, 100 Thieves is still a relatively new brand or name in the space. I don't know. Send them. What, Laser Fruit? Hmm? You were saying something, I feel like? Um, I mean, I do have a counterpoint that I'm going to steal from Twitch chat about oh, um, the big names. Uh, Fly has Aphromoo. Who has been around forever? So I feel like a lot of old fans would recognize. Him I do not think Aphromoo is currently a big name in the same way Bjergsen is a big. Guys, Bjergsen got 1.3 million Twitter followers. Aphromoo has 300k. I don't. 
they're not. The I, same, I just meant know? in that like a name that older fans would remember. Yeah, I um, love Afro. They might remember him. Bjergsen is the player that's going to bring them out more than Afro. Like this is I. This shit drives I still these kind of arguments. Contracts at Worlds on Ezreal. These All kind right. of these kind of <laughs> arguments drive me so fucking crazy because I'm just like, I feel like Twitch chat gets to this place where they just start arguing for the sake of arguing. Like I'm like, guys, are you really fucking trying to tell me that you don't think that like Team Liquid with Bjergsen leading them is going to bring out more laps League of Legends esports fans than like Afrobu or? Fucking fly questers. It just it's it's such a, a a dishonest, intellectually dishonest argument. You know what I mean? I'm like, why am I having if, this conversation? What if Wait. my perspective is that it doesn't matter which one? <sighs> then you won the argument. Matcha drinker says no TL is boring to watch. If you are a lapsed fan, you don't care. Like I'm not asking about how you personally feel, person in. Hotline League Twitch chat. You are not representative of the seats that people are trying to sell to a broader audience of Laps League of Legends esports I don't know fans. if 32-year-old dude with a kid is, is representative either now, Laps LCS fan. <laughs> I Yeah, this is the funniest fucking thing to me, by the way. Everybody tries to act as though, like, oh, you know, no one will ever watch esports if they're 32 year olds, 32 years old and have a kid. I'm like, what the fuck do you think is, like, the main demo of traditional sports? <laughs> Like this is the this is like a new emergent argument for like League of Legends viewership lapsing is like well some of these people are hitting the ancient age of thirty two and they're unable to ever have Twitch chat on because they have a child <laughs> and I'm just like what what is happening like how is this an argument that like people once you hit thirty two and you have a kid you just completely stop consuming any kind of entertainment content like it's so fucking weird. It's such an oh odd gosh. argument. Don't we want Wait. new fans, the Zoomers? Yes, and I don't think sending Team Liquid means, well, guys, we're fucked on the new fans. Zoomers are not going to come out because they're going to see Bjergsen's the ripe old age of, like, 26 or 27. I forget how old he is, and then they're just not going to show up. All right, I'm done with this stupid argument. Uh, Laser Fruit, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. I feel like at this point, time, people are just trying to tell me. Uh, thanks for calling in, Laser Fruit. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, sure, I'll shout out Alienware, Grubhub, and my favorite Fable streamer, Palafox. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Thank Wait, you, you stream Fable? Uh, well, the Champions queues are like an hour long, so I'm playing Fable longer than I'm actually playing League, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so funny that That's you've chosen I, uh, I Fable, Fable, though, yeah, of all Fable's games. Fun. It's just right, random. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Shout out Whoa. to... Alienware for sponsoring the show. We love Alienware. Please go purchase an Alienware computer right now. Uh, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> Just go purchase an Alienware computer. I've done beating around the bush. I've done it for four years. Just please go take out your credit card. But before you do, go to Alienware.com slash Travis uh, because that is how we get uh, recognition for you doing this. And now more than ever, I need your support to, not that anything's in a dire situation, but that we're, we've set up, I've you referenced this in dire. some. What's that? You should have said it's a dire situation. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't want Team Liquid go to Worlds, make sure that you, per actually, here we go. If you are like, don't send Team Liquid to Worlds, please go purchase your Alienware computer through my link. Because what you will be actively doing is undermining the Team Liquid organization because 
Alienware will look at my link, see that people are purchasing so many Alienware products for me, and they'll be like, wow, why is Team Liquid underperforming as our brand that we sponsor? And that ripple effect of confidence uh, being shaken within Team Liquid will, will echo out through that organization. So if you're one of these psychopaths that is like, well, if we send Bjergs into Worlds, that's terrible. Uh, then please go purchase an Alienware computer at alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, and if you're watching on the VOD or whatever, but please, please go do this. I really appreciate it. And uh, I really hope that if Team Liquid or if Alienware ever sees this like ad part, they're going to at least have the context to understand what the heck is going on. <laughs> Kelsey says under my deal by directly supporting one of their sponsors. No. And this, if they use the link, Kelsey, they will be directly supporting one of my sponsors and they will be shaming team liquid in the process. Uh, that is the, that's the thing. Uh, Spader, Spader eight says since Riot doesn't want me to buy world's tickets. I guess I'll buy a laptop. Is that because they're still not on sale? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Vulcan in a Twitch chat says, "All right, whatever it takes." Are, Fantastic. All are, right. Are you still in an ad read? Or no? I was just filming. okay. I, I I pulled someone. Shout out to Alienware. About thirty uh, seconds. Jubs is here. Jubs, where are you calling from? I'm calling from St. George, Utah. St. George, Utah. I'm gonna. I just recently bought. I need to book my tickets, but I just recently bought tickets to go to a event that's happening in Utah in November that I'm looking forward to. Oh, for uh, real. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. It's happening in Salt Lake. It's a fantasy book convention. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I'd like to talk about how uh, Huni and Vipo being on the broadcast is absolutely amazing for the broadcast. I think they bring a lot of interesting personality and analysts of the game to the broadcast. That's been really been, I, won't, I don't want to say lacking, but they bring a very interesting aspect of it that can allow for these players and their teams to advertise a lot more and get more uh, viewership and sponsors. I think I agree. Well, first off, it's nice of you to extend this all the way out to like, it helps them get sponsors. But secondly, if your take is, and this is what I'm interpreting it as, getting these actually interesting people on the broadcast instead of the people that are normally on the broadcast, that that's that it's actually really good for the broadcast, uh, I agree. It is nice to finally have a little bit of personality on the show. Um, I, I mean, I agree. Otherwise, we would have been interviewing one of the CLG players. That would have been resident sleeper. So, like you said, get getting an in, interesting personality mm, like yes, Whippo. Yes. Well, um, I mean, we could talk about CLG players. We wouldn't. We could talk about. I don't. Let's save like the Whippo CLG interview thing for a second. But uh, so so the take is Huni and Whippo good. Get more personalities on the broadcast. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty I can't, much. I can't, I can't disagree with this, uh, but Mark, this is a broadcast thing. So why don't you take the lead? I mean, there's, it's, it's like not necessarily a take and like a hot take thing. Um, uh, I just wanted to get a little bit of the praise before we transitioned into the, uh, other conversation, because I think everyone agrees that something that the broadcasts have been lacking a little bit to Jubs's point that like, especially during the COVID years, like there was just not much player interaction on the broadcast in terms of getting them in front of the audience. And that's been a very big focus of, I would say this year as a whole, but like um, just looking for more opportunities. And I, I hope we continue doing it uh, because I think most of the segments go pretty well. Um, there's obviously some hiccups sometimes, uh, <laughs> but overall I think it's, it's good and something that we need to do more of, especially 
with newer players coming in and it feels like a bit more not necessarily turnover but like also like just newer faces coming think, in think card in the chat says maybe remove all casters and just have three players cast the games too and i couldn't agree more I think that, and then the analyst desk. Remove the people that are on the analyst desk and just have and actually cast. let them do it on their own streams as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why all the players do the analyst desk. Like the, as soon as they win the game, they're just the ones talking about. Oh, guys, did you check out that sick play we made at twenty-eight minutes? That was the best. Uh, but oh, go ahead. But no, like um. This is kind of the entire thing I was going to talk about because I think, you know, we've been hearing a lot of complaints about, oh, there's no personality in these players anymore. That's why I'm not following the LCS. I think this is just a really good opportunity to actually get players' personalities, you know, out there so that, you know, the LCS can get more viewership. Because we're hearing this all the time, right? All these complaints about, oh, the LCS is dying. Is this not, like, the perfect opportunity to try and, you know, get people back in, into the LCS? So I, I agree with with this a little bit in that there's a weird kind of conundrum. I was talking to Mark last week and... Conundrum. Yes, conundrum. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not familiar? Anyway, <laughs> I, I was talking to Mark last week and one of the things I was lamenting is I did a bunch of interviews that I thought were really good and I was like nobody is going to watch these in comparison to what I used to do. And these are not, and that's, that's because these are, I don't want to say like newer names because some of them have been around for a while, but like people used to slam click on like a double lift interview or a Bjergsen interview or folks like that. I really want Vulcan to become one of the most popular players in the league. But like right now it's hard to get people to watch an interview with them. I think just because they're not used to like watching Vulcan interview content. It's kind of this like weird catch 22. I'm not, not just saying that cause he's been in the chat, but like, it's kind of this weird catch 22 where like, I'm like, this is a really good interview. This should make people care about the player. But if they don't care about the player yet in the first place, you can't get them to watch the interview, but then it kind of perpetuates itself. And so I think one of the things I really have liked about the Huni and Bwipo stuff, and not to say that these two players are like, necessarily players that still need their brands to be built up but it is like if they continue to do this like i'd love to have vulcan on the broadcast at one point in time uh in the future i feel like that that could be really cool i have him cast or have him on the analyst desk or something um i think if the broadcast continues to do this they control the biggest gateway for the league uh fans right it's like the number one asset in, uh, in terms of getting people to care about players because it's the giant portal that you know everybody consumes the lcs through and so i i really like this i thought like i tweeted out immediately when i saw they had whippo doing the fudge interview that it was like it's very smart and creative like it is i maybe i shouldn't say creative because it's not like too insane to be like hey we'll have the player do the interview instead of uh, i don't want to like overhype it too much, but like it is something that LCS would just not like the broadcast would not have done because for a while, I think the broadcast was really locked in on what is the formula that we use to produce the league every week. And they wouldn't really break outside of that. And I feel like they are starting to really like challenge themselves on a week to week basis. And I've been very excited by it. Um, Palafox, it's been a conversation about in the community a little bit that players don't put in the effort necessarily that they used to 
in the come up of the league scene because they had to obviously hustle for money because you weren't guaranteed to be getting it uh, through contracts or anything like that. You know, it was like tournament winnings and streaming. So obviously everyone tried really hard on content creation. There's been conversations about that dipping with rising salaries. Um, how do you feel about like content and trying to make your own or just appear in it? Um, or is it for you like, I want to spend 90% of my time playing the game and not really thinking about this kind of stuff and like brand building? Um, I mean, I never really say no to any content that's put forward because like at the end of the day, it's like fun to do it, right? But like producing my own content just seems like a bit of a hassle. So like I, I was streaming for a bit. Yeah, streaming streaming is like a bit fun, but like, I don't know. I just feel bad like the queue times are really, really long. I'm kind of just playing Fable. I guess I kind of stopped caring about that, but like, I mean, that's how it feels for me. Just, uh, you know, kind of just trying to focus on League. I actually don't I, think it's that bad when queue times are long. Because League queue times used to be long back in the day. I think they actually optimized it a ton to, to make them a little shorter. But, like, I feel like pro players used to still have really long queue times back in, like, 2015 or whatever. And they would just, like, hang out with the chat. So it actually was, like, a decent way for cool. pros to build like interaction because they're certainly not yeah. showcasing personality during the games i mean i'm i'm a really big fan of uh of team houses actually and i think like my favorite time like uh i, I didn't really watch league back uh back then but my favorite content did come from like just the players being around each other right and you don't mm -hmm. really get that um when everybody just lives like in an apartment away you know so i hope everyone yeah. starts bringing back team houses i know it sounds a little counterintuitive to the players but i like it so no I, think um, good. I, I like that point i was uh talking to someone today a lot about just like general league stuff and we were talking about um i think there's there's twitch and then there's twitter but a lot of pros don't really do anything on youtube anymore i was looking through a ton of pros trying to find personal youtube channels and i feel like that avenue's weirdly dead um and i'm surprised that orgs or people don't try to tap into it more um especially with like i think a lot of orgs also deserve some criticism i think a lot of people blame players people blame broadcast for not telling story about lines as well i think orgs as well defaulted to docuseries for a long time and i was watching this this youtuber called chilling smite and it is like the most fucking adhd editing bullshit ever and i hate it but it gets good views and it's entertaining for two minutes and then my brain melts and I can't watch an 11 minute video of editing style like that. But but he is clearly someone who knows how to get people to watch him right now in whatever the current modern league viewer is. And I feel like somewhere along the way, our ecosystem as a whole has become bad at targeting the broader league audience. And we only know how to target people who already are interested in the LCS. And I'm surprised like... Um, Afro, Afro does it, but like a lot of the people who have personal YouTube channels are old guard people. Like I, I don't know, like I was looking at Blabber, I was looking at like Vulcan and people. I, I don't know if I missed them, but like I, when I was looking around, I didn't see any of the people who have come up since like 2018-ish having um, their own personal YouTube channels. And it's, I'm surprised that orgs don't just lend out their editors to do like more growth. Here's you why guys. you don't do it, Mark. Why is that? Why are you going to do that if you're, that player's not going to be on your team next year? Mm, of course. 
Of course. I, I don't think I remember what team it was. It may have been G two, but they had a YouTube video where all their players roll swapped, roll swapped, and that was the entire video. And that was probably like the best bit of like league content from a team I've seen, other than like maybe the EG files. Like something just zany like that seems to get a lot more attention these days. Yeah, I, I think, uh, but also just like actual league content from your team about League of Legends, the game that apparently has a very strong player base still in North America. Um, I think that is what I'm talking about more is figuring out how to target people who currently don't watch LCS, but would enjoy your video regardless of not knowing who the fuck some of these people are. Um, and you're right, Travis, why invest in a single editor who just has to rip stream VODs when you can hire a whole content team and buy a bunch of fucking 18,000 K cameras to follow you around 24 hours a day. That sounds much more cost effective. Well, because no, it's about where the, look, I'm not trying to justify this, but you're talking, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I misunderstand you. I thought you were saying help the players build out their personal YouTube channels. I'm saying both. You should target your own YouTube channel to target actual league viewers and stuff like that, as well as like encourage your players to stream and when, or not just stream, but like actually build personal channels beyond Twitter and uh, Twitch. I mean, you say that, but like, hang on, let me see. Pro <laughs> players they saw recently? Video. Like Try Golden it. Guardians is creating videos that are like literally champion guides and nobody's watching them. How to play Rise, how to play Fiora, how to play Thresh and Bard or whatever. Like the that that is a situation where you have players that are actively making league content and it is not performing any better, quite frankly, than a lot of their other content, which is like Yeah, but it's more not personally focused. If you go look at other like I think YouTube Mark is, I think you're ahead. actually like uh, kind of on the right track, Mark. Because like, how dare you? I think that the the content that people are making, like the champion guides and stuff, isn't what people actually want to watch, right? Like that's just generated only towards the people that are going to play that champion that also like your team, right? So like, that's a super niche audience to hit, as an example. Uh, but if you just make like just a random funny video, not about like anything, but like actual game and playing it you know and the players that'll probably do a little bit better yeah i think I, you went exactly where i was gonna go where it's like you're not trying to do educational content you like just go have some fun and like uh there's a lot of youtubers who are like not gods at the game but they have a comedic mind behind like the editing and uh how they're scripting things and whatnot and i think that, that that's more what i mean I, There's definitely I just a lot think... of YouTube channels out there that are like one trick centric, where it's just the one guy who's really good at the champion, and they get like 5k views at most. But then you have someone like I Keep It Taco, who's you know the Gen One trick, who gets a ton of views and like a 2000 a 2k stream because he's been able to hit both the uh, the champ guide and personality market. So I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, I I think uh, my. I, I think that content has a chance to succeed, especially if it is on a player's channel and you are building around the individual player. I think back to the original point I was making, which is like the turnover on these teams is so high that going and building somebody else's, like a player's YouTube channel is likely just creating an asset for another team. And then that team might not want to invest the money into maintaining that YouTube channel later on. Um, and so that I think that's like part of the, the challenge is like, it, it becomes a lot bigger whenever you have all these teams flipping players so frequently. 
I mean, I think there's a, a reason not to do it, but I'd also look at the, what their current content is and sh look at their own numbers and be like, yeah, that's really working. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the, the resources they're investing already. I think FlyQuest is an org that does a good job of um, basically creating content that does well, given the, the brand size of some of their players. Um, guess that ability is basically ripping off LEC Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz is quite good as well. Um, anyways, I've derailed the conversation enough. Back to broadcast getting players on. Okay, so I was just trying to alleviate Palafox. some of the blame to players. Palafox, speaking of blame to players, how pissed were you whenever you guys won that game against TL and then Whippo walks out to get an interview? <laughs> I mean, I, I as we were walking on stage, I was like, wow, I'm surprised no one got an interview. That's <laughs> that's a bit weird. But uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't like that pissed. Like, I don't even really like doing interviews even when I play well you know that one yeah. that one i was kind of feeling like uh like i would though so you're, you're ready to talk some shit after that game. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was. uh okay so my so admittedly i missed the interview with whippo i saw later saw the one where he interviewed fudge but i did not see the one where he got interviewed so i found out about this later on when i was looking in the reddit threads um but mark i assume mark that what happened was they're like it's Whippo Day at the LCS, so we'll do an interview with Whippo after his game, and we've got it on the thing, and like that's like one thing, and then it's like, oh, and we'll also have him interview somebody else, and he'll do a cast, and this will be like a fun like Whippo Day, without necessarily having the ability to like flex or adjust to uh, a <clears throat> maybe an upset where CLG ends up <laughs> uh, beating Team Liquid. Nah, CLG yeah. had that game in the bag. What do you mean? Wasn't an upset. Yeah, we should yep. have predicted it. We knew we were getting loser Whippo on when we requested him, actually. <laughs> we knew you were getting Palo Faker when you was loaded in. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so obviously the show was set up. We tweeted that Whippo was coming on the desk, like, on Wednesday or Thursday. So obviously right. it was a plan. I think in an obvious, in an ideal world, clearly you want to have flexibility so that you can squeeze in a Palafox interview or whoever, cut to break, come back to Whippo on the other side. Um, yeah, I think there's there's some fair criticism that that didn't happen. Uh, same way that there was some criticism when TSM didn't get an interview and we, we moved on to the, the next pregame. Or they got an interview, excuse me, they didn't get a postgame. They, they wanted both. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I think a couple of things were at play. One, uh, Gabby wasn't there last weekend. I don't know if people saw it. She had a personal thing come up and was not around so like, i think we have pastry on standby like so we do have other people it's not like we lose interview capabilities but like uh that was one concern another concern is and i don't i'm not gonna say who but like sometimes you are a little worried about pro players backing out on things <laughs> uh on saturday there was something that we were trying to shoot and something went a little long admittedly not really that long um and a producer who who does, is normally off on the weekend, showed up on Saturday to shoot this thing, and uh, it didn't happen because uh, the, the pro player was like, this is taking too long, I'm out of here. Um, I think there's always a little bit of a concern on the broadcast that when you ask a pro player to do something, you're a little scared about throwing a wrench in the gears, and I, you just don't know if, if the pro's not going to want to do it. Wait, so in this situation, uh, you were worried? Sorry, I'm no, trying to understand what the concern is. My point is, when you have a pro player who's committed to something, there is sometimes a desire to just stick with the simple... Vulcan in the chat says, it was me. They wanted me to stay there two hours plus after my game. Yes. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good reason. Vulcan. But like... Yes. 
two hours stay after i know it's annoying but this league needs you to fucking stay there i have been oh my god vulcan you did this to me after i've been fucking beating the drum about how you should be the most fucking popular player in the league and you can't spend two fucking hours go sit on your phone or watch the game or like play there's probably a spare computer Order somewhere that you can use i don't know jesus christ man also you're not I even that gonna... far you could have left for two hours and then come back vulcan why <laughs> okay, so I wasn't going to flame Vulcan because I do feel like he had a legitimate reason for, you know, being like, you know what, fuck this. I wasn't going to The only reason him. he's given is he didn't want to wait two hours for it to do the thing. There was a, there were a lot of pauses that day. It was like running a little late, but it was probably about 15 to 20 minutes total delay because there was like the, all the, the bugs getting into games and then the, and he had features beforehand. So he was doing something else and he was going to leave that and then go do the next thing. But then there was going to be, yeah, like he was saying, there was delays. So like... I can understand that someone getting aggravated given that's on a Saturday. They have shit to do, probably. They have a Sunday game. Um, so I, I'm less agitated at, at Vulcan than, than um, uh, Travis is. My point with all of this was just that, like, when you have a pro player, like, locked in to do shit, I think there is sometimes a desire to just keep it simple, stick to the plan. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Um, because I just want to say, if you are a Riot producer watching this, Fuck Vulcan. All right. I've said before oh that he God. is is a good person to to build around and build popularity. I'm now pivoting to Palafox. Palafox is the future of the league. Okay. Like, we don't so need Vulcan. Vulcan. He Vulcan can't sit around for two hours. All right. I like Vulcan's energy. Just walk out. I like that. <laughs> oh, this, my this, God. This, this, this pivoted far away from where I thought this conversation would go. Vulcan, I hope you're not mad at me because I was at no intention of outing you. I was just saying that sometimes things, shit hits the fan, plans don't come together. Wait, was it Elias? I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to spill laundry about who did what or not. Somebody in the Twitch chat I think spilled the laundry. <laughs> I'm not commenting on anything. I'm not getting this in trouble. This man goes from making <laughs> players to getting stood up by fucking, to getting big time by Vulcan. All right, I take back everything I've ever said about the broadcast, guys. It's the fucking players that suck. They're killing the league. No! <laughs> I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. I'm just trying to say that, like, the realities of broadcasting is, like, sometimes, in theory, things should, are flexible, but sometimes you just stick to the plan. And I'm, I apologize to CLG. They didn't get their moment in the sun after a big upset. I understand that feels bad for players. Um, but you know, there was a lot of investment put into the Blippo thing and it was like, let's just get him on. Volka says LeBron wouldn't wait. I'm LeBron. My brother in Christ, <laughs> you're playing in North America. You're not even anywhere near LeBron status. <laughs> I okay. want Vulcan to start a podcast like Draymond Green so he can end after winning a game and go home and record a podcast about it or do it from the studio. Honestly, not get, a bad idea. I'll um, get you a, a setup, Vulcan, at, at the studio if you want to record a podcast immediately after your game. Uh, all right. Wait, Mark, random question. Uh, but have you heard the the have you heard the, the phrase hot dog? When you somebody says something is hot dog? No, it's that. Okay, thank God. Dog, That's, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. Palafox said this in an interview uh, with me yesterday where he was like, oh yeah, Team Liquid's draft was kind of hot dog. And I was like, what does this mean? 
And, well, uh, I, that's the emphasis. That he, okay, we're missing the emphasis, but yeah. I was gonna say the way Palafox said it immediately made sense to me. The way you're saying it doesn't. Right, make but sense I've never. To me. But have you heard the? I'm not talking about the emphasis. I'm talking about if you've heard it. If you I've saw it in text, would you understand? There's a lot of shit that people say that I don't like. But you context clues it. That was hot dog. You know, like that's like I don't know. I feel like pretty easy Maybe to understand. It's just, a, it's just a mix between hot shit and, and dog water. And dog water, yeah. It's hot dog. <laughs> it's the hottest kind of dog there is, and that means it's awful. Yeah, exactly. See, dude, this guy. Yeah, this guy knows. Jobs knows. Okay, Jobs, it's time to get you out of here because Palafox is getting too excited about you. Uh, anything you want to <laughs> shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, yes, two things. First of all, shout out to Alienware. I've had an Alienware, Alienware PC since middle school. It's been great. I love it. Are you still using it? Yeah. Jubs, yeah, I've, I've I don't want to ask your age, then, but, but we might need to start putting an age requirement on this because if you're still I'm using... 19, damn it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a long time to have that computer, which is awesome. I, I'm happy to hear how sick it's been performing. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. Uh, also, yeah. Also, shout out to a good friend of mine, That's a Toad. You can find him on YouTube at That's a Toad. As in, oh, That's a Toad over there. He's a master of Nivea one trick in NA. He makes great YouTube content, and y'all should uh, go check him out. He's a boosted bonobo, and I love him. Okay, Jubs, before you leave, now that we've had the realization that you're a Zoomer, how did you get into watching League, and how do we get more of your friends to watch the LCS? What do you think of the LCS? Okay, so I started playing League in September 2020. It was my quarantine game, and I watched Worlds and just instantly fell in love with it personally. I think the issue with the LCS, or like, I guess, trying to appeal to the Zoomers is that Zoomers just kind of find a lot of things cringe anyway, and the types of people who play League are also not the types of people that use a lot of the trendy apps like uh, TikTok and Snapchat and whatnot. They're more nerdy people. It's just a really hard issue of trying to figure out what uh, us kids will not find cringe, because honestly, we say that about like 90% of things. Do you think the LCS broadcast is cringe? I like it a lot personally, but I know a lot of people who don't. Like, I watched MSI with a bunch of friends, and they all were yelling at me to turn off the commentators because they thought they were all awful, okay. which is pretty sad, personally. I actually yeah, have something to say a little bit about that, which is uh, I really only like uh, Kobe. Kobe and Captain Flowers. I think the you know, other ones I can do There's literally <laughs> a caster on the show with you right now that you're is hard there? flaming. Who? Mark Cass? I know. I'm just like. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you I, do you cast or don't you do analyst estimates? I've been doing more casting recently, but you're for, oh, I yeah. actually cast a CLG he, game in a hot minute. He usually casts at least one game a weekend, right, Mark? Yeah, around that depends. I did the, the tri cast. Did you not hear the tri cast about the bag of gas, Palafox? This was the best content. Hey. In... Are you Canadian? No. Oh, just... That was a great cast. Oh. It was great. <laughs> I didn't hear about it. What, what okay, so you didn't think it was cringe, Jubs. <laughs> No, right. no. Wait, Palafox, how honest were you being about that, though? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I only, like, really cat Like, I, I would only, like... Okay, I watch pods, right? Of course. I only keep on the casters if, like, Kobe and Captain Flowers are casting. The rest, what if it's, I... What if it's Kobe and a different person, or Captain Flowers and a different person? I would keep it on for Kobe and a different person, but not Captain Flowers and a different person. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It was a good day. I think that there's just a hard flame of Freak and Azil right now. Don't yeah, do, um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't really like Freak as a caster, I'm not going to lie, but that's just me. Not my not my favorite. Uh, Jubs, 
Any suggestions? The last question. Any suggestions Ooh. to get the Zoomer crowd? I think it's just. I don't know. Like I've talked with friends about this before. I've, I've gone into like deep conversations. It mostly just feels like it also doesn't help that League is kind of an older game now, so we're not getting as much of a younger audience. And the people who are playing it, again, they're not exactly the people who use a lot of the really trendy stuff like TikTok and whatnot. So it's just kind of this hard issue where LCS is trying to catch up with the times, but it's always just a little awkward because people will see what they're doing and say, oh, these Zoomers don't know what they're talking about, or these Boomers, rather. It's just weird. All right. Palafox, do you want to like, I'm sorry I don't have any more constructive criticism because I've been trying to figure that out myself. No, it's it's good it's good to know. Thank you. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Jubs, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Of course. You, you want to hear my, my minor? Well, my I was going to – I wanted Palafox because he typed something in chat, and I want – because Oh, you want to say it? Okay, people, yeah, yeah. people on YouTube and the audio can't hear, and so sorry. I want to make sure that he's – uh, I, I meant to say, I, I also like Azale's casts. Sorry, that, that was also it. No, Me fair. and the play-by-plays are getting shit on right now. Unlucky. Yep. I mean, it kind of makes sense that the caster, or that the players would prefer the color commentators, uh, right? Because they're more likely to, I don't know. Um, um, all right. I was, I was going to throw out that, like, to the the caller's point about like zoomers not like the league audience not necessarily being like hardcore zoomers who are like on tiktok or whatnot like that's why i think just targeting league players is the best thing you can do um because from what i've heard the player base numbers are strong in like league of legends uh for north america in north so, america no i've heard this too and it's actually so annoying because i want riot to like squash the stupid like misinformation around league dying in north america um and it, they just it, don't ever talk player numbers so and it's something to be positive about for the north american scene that even if lcs viewership has been a hot topic at least it's like well there are people out there we just got to get them to watch and that's why i think like just like look at what does well on league youtube or like different uh platforms and try and make your content similar ish or at least like target general league people and not always target only lcs fans like a lot of <laughs> I like making top 10 lists. I like analyzing players, but like if these people don't know these players, this content will never matter to that person. And so like I think just sometimes um here's what you guys else... really need to do is with for the zoomers and stuff. I think the LCS broadcast needs to start doing like reacting to the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial uh or stuff like <laughs> that, right? It's all react content is now the new meta. So I feel like that's you guys need to start doing stuff like that. Like the dive is outdated. What I need is okay. A show so podcasts like, are actually good still. The one thing that actually still does. Yeah. How old are you? Thirty-one, baby. You're really in tune with the with the zoomers. You're like a zoomer at heart. I like that. It's because this is my secret. I don't act. I have TikTok on my phone. I've made yeah. TikToks, but really? like I j yeah, but they're not like they're, they're not like back on TikTok. They're not like dancing TikToks. They're like the have you seen like the aesthetic? videos ashley uses a lot of tiktok and so I, she's like my proxy where like i absorb zoomer energy through her and so like there's all those like ones <laughs> have you seen the ones about florida like aesthetics or there's like for a long time a bunch of white people were going to japan and making like all these like so aesthetic kawaii desu like fucking videos yeah. and then like asian people start making them about like white culture and it's like i love all that shit i i am i love all the tiktoks i see i just don't directly interface with it Okay, okay, here's the thing. 
I have a wellness setting on my TikTok that is supposed to go off. I'm trying to figure out where where it, it goes off. Oh yeah, daily screen time on. So after 40 minutes, I have to put a password in to keep looking at TikToks once I've hit the 40 minute timer for the day. I fucking type that password in every day. So let's not pretend I ain't using TikTok. Also, my TikTok actually has content <laughs> on it, whereas Mark has like two TikToks. What? Is it just Travis Gafford? Yeah, it's Travis Gafford. Okay. It's uh, I don't I haven't put anything out in a while because my TikToks were not performing well for a bit. Um, You're making but part TikToks of that is because reviews? I've been posting like clips of stuff from interviews, and I feel like I can't. It's not oh. the way to go, unfortunately. Yeah. But my most recent one popped content. off because it was the one where I was interviewing uh, Marion Pippen about playing League of Legends, and they were talking about it. So. Oh, All right, I'll get the next caller. All right, off you go. Wait, uh, Marion Pippen from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Oh. I'll yeah, they one. they did uh, a whole thing. Uh, uh, Mary actually did a video with Team Liquid. I set him up with with Steve, and there's a video on the Team Liquid YouTube channel of him playing League of Legends with some of the Team Liquid pros, which is kind of fun. Uh, but we had them on the Spotify podcast I do with Emily. Uh, all right, oh. looks like Omar is here. Omar, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I want to talk about the LCK policies. Um, yeah, I know like it's a whole it's a whole thing, so we could talk about it. But I kind of want to talk about it um, from more of like an NA perspective. But I guess we have to discuss what they are first. Yeah, are no, I think I it? think that's good. I I need to do some homework. Like I I want to caveat this by saying that I saw this stuff hit yesterday. I've not had a chance to like actually dive in, and because they're like the Korean scene is uh, very complicated because you even have like government involvement with with Kespa or whatever. Um, it's like I need to do the deep dive, but go ahead and, and tell us what it is for those that have not heard. Cool. Um, so there's three policies. Uh, the first one is the rookie development clause, um, and that basically just kind of guarantees playtime for all players, um, either on the LCK Challenger League or the LCK League. Um, players that have less than a split or one year of pro league experience are eligible. Um, the second clause is the LCK, LCK agent clarification or certification, I mean, sorry, LCK agent certification. And those agents will need to pass a test determined, uh, administrated by KESPA and they'll be in charge of salaries, contracts, and will be managing the players. Uh, and the last policy is the pre-contact contract policy. Um, and that's basically, it allows a team to pick a player um, that their contract is gonna end on that year. Uh, and they'll be able to kind of trade him or trade them before uh, like the roster deadline for a fee or something. It's, it's not really clear on how that works, but yeah. Uh, what if the test that the agents have to take is the esports certification test that they have licensed from that group? No, uh, that's a th throwback <laughs> for people who remember last what year. What a throwback! Uh, so, um, so there's ahead, there's a couple of angles to this because I, I was trying to do some digging around into it before. It sounds pretty bad for players. Uh, yeah, I don't think most of this helps them. You could argue agent certification should help in theory because that means every agent at least has um, some standard that you can be held to. But 
Uh, it's run by Kespa, and I know that makes like people a little wary of if that's actually going to be beneficial. Uh, the restricted free agency one is basically how I'm thinking of the third one. Doesn't sound terribly bad, um, but it is something that's like basically trying to reward teams that if they do make a good player or like they, they a player comes up through their team and they're good and they're about to leave the team, they kind of get compensated a little bit by the other teams. That way they should, in theory, have money that they could reinvest. Um, the most concerning one's the first one, and it's just because basically teams can slap something on you and extend your contract and your guaranteed playtime and your guaranteed like salary increases, but it's probably not going to be as much as if you just like left after a really good rookie year and, and like did your own thing. Yeah. Um, I was a little confused. I was reading around. It sounded like players have some option control over the first one, like they can opt out of it. Um, and that's that was something that I wasn't clear on. If the team can just decide, like you're now one of these players that we have this control over, or if the player and they like have to agree that this is now their status. I, I wasn't quite sure about that. Yeah, um, I I think it's very interesting. I caller, I know you wanted to sort of relate this back to any League of Legends. So what? Yeah. What was the I, I feel like just to kind of counter Mark before we move into the NA side, I feel like all three of them, from my perspective at least, feel like they benefit the players. Like how really? is how is guaranteeing play time and agent certification and this like pre-contract the restricted free agency thing? How how did all three of these not benefit the players? Well, so the first one, as I understood it, is not up to the player if they want to agree to being forced to stay under the same team. Basically, the first one is if you haven't played X percentage of games, uh, either internationally or domestically, and you're playing on this team, they can force you to stay on their team at these rates. And they're rewarding the player with guaranteed playtime, but you're only going to put this on people that are already contested anyways. So the only players that you're going to basically lock down are going to be players that you want to be playing anyways. I mean, like in theory, you could do it to players like berserker while you have gumiyushi and there's like a couple situations like that and in theory it's good because oh now we're guaranteed to have to use him but with best of threes and without knowing the specific numbers maybe i miss them like maybe you can just work in a couple games during the regular season it doesn't matter uh so i i'm concerned that it basically allows orgs to control players more than they already do yeah you lose a lot of your own agency because organizations are able to make more decisions that affect you without you having your own say by the way just to set context uh had you heard anything about this palafox um i mean just like as much as you've heard just like the headlines you know yeah i haven't really actually looked at it too much uh okay so how did you want to relate this back to to lcs though omar um well from my perspective, these being kind of good or benefiting the players, um, that was kind of like, I was wondering if this would, could this be implemented in NA? Would it be good for the scene? If something like this was to happen, like, does this, this would definitely require the players association, right? Would We don't have an entity like Kespa. Who, who would make this certification? So, so to be clear, Riot and the teams could make any decision they want, and the Players Association right now does not have any power outside of their willingness to refuse to play, uh, essentially. So okay. it's not something that, like, 
like the players association is not Kespa. And in a lot of ways, it's the almost like the opposite of Kespa, I guess you could argue. Um, but to my understanding, they help with like contracts and whatnot, right? That's kind of why I w was seeing. They, they advocate for the players. And so they will perhaps advocate to have carve outs in a contract that are across the board for something that they think benefit the players, or they could, um, they can push for like a change to scrim schedule or whatever, right? Like they're basically an advocacy group on for the players um, to push for things, but they're not, they don't have any like, like it's not like Riot has to get the LCS rules rule book approved every year by the players association or something. So, um, that's in sort of in theory the the player association could come up with a list of people that they recommend or something or they could do their own thing where they're saying we're only going to recommend you to our players if you do these things or have a certification of some kind yeah um but here here's the more complicated thing um and i caveat hashtag i'm not a lawyer whatever the normal legal <laughs> yeah, caveats are but I don't know what the fuck i'm saying in the state of california the state to my understanding to my understanding has to certify an agency and you like so a lot of the people who represent players are representing them as managers not agents and to my understanding there's a legal distinction there where you cannot actually refer to yourself as an agent uh, so a pretty good example of this is i have i work with uh for my stuff a company called loaded they wrap like shroud they recently signed Tarek, they quarter jade a bunch of these different people and they act as kind of like the biz dev arm of Hotline League. I work with them hand in hand. It's a little different than a lot of influencer relationships. But regardless, like I, I have a manager, a talent manager and a talent strategist um, through Loaded, but they are not my agents. And like, I don't think legally they can, they can call themselves as uh, agents. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but that is where like the stuff gets a little complicated and murky here in Cal in the state of California and maybe broader in the US. Um, so that is, that's where things are, are kind of weird on the certification stuff. And I don't know what would happen if the Players Association or Riot tried to create some sort of like certification process uh, where players were not, like I, I have to assume that that would become illegal because there's also a lot of different things here where like there's a ton of labor laws in the US where you know, employees can uh, argue for themselves or advocate for themselves. And like, if Riot was started to sort of say like, oh, these are the, the only people that can advocate on behalf of you, it just, it would get really bad and murky. And I don't think Riot wants to step into that stuff. Um, obviously, Korean law is very different than, than American law on this topic, to my understanding. Uh, cool. Let's get out of here. None of, <laughs> none of us admittedly know too much what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. I mean, like a good example of where this stuff gets complicated is you can go look at the Washington Post article about TSM, for instance, right? Where like there's conversations about how they're identifying contractors and what contractors are mean in the U.S. and and all that stuff. That's less related, I think, to their players as it is like the the people that are working there. But like that's that's like kind of the level of ambiguity and weirdness here. But I I do appreciate you bringing this up, Omar, because it is an interesting. Like it is a pretty dramatic look at the LCK scene and what's going on there. And I think there, like, I want to learn more about this because I think there could be ripple effects in the LOL esports ecosystem 
because if the LCS or LCK has a a league that is more hostile to players than some of these other leagues, there might become a situation where there are more incentives for certain players to come participate in the LCS or L other regions, LPL, etc. Huge fan of these changes. Than LCK. <laughs> Do, do we think that any of these changes, like in, in a in a world where the legal stuff we, doesn't matter, would any of them be good for our league? That's my final question. Uh, Probably not. The devil's in the details. Who can say? Mark, you Thanks can't pull time. the call and then immediately just try to rush out of the call. What? I We talked about it. I gave my two cents about how I didn't think it was good for players. Um... And then Palafox uh, hadn't really heard yeah. the news, so you know, got three more people in the waiting room. Omar, we're, we're thank you for Omar, thank you for the call. We're gonna go to a quick break, but is there anything you would like to shout out? Shouts out Alienware and Grubhub, and thanks for having me on. And I do appreciate you calling in. I'm sorry if uh, you felt rushed off the show. I can definitely understand why you would feel that way, but I appreciate. I'm it. Travis Gafford. I think the best way is to call attention to everything. All right, yeah. it's time <laughs> to talk about Grubhub. <laughs> Time to talk about Grubhub. Uh, let's call attention to our sponsor. Uh, shout out to Grubhub for uh, sponsoring the show. Really appreciate having uh, them be a partner. Uh, if you, so one, there might be promo codes coming back up in August for existing Grubhub folks. Uh, but if you have not, and this happened actually before the start of the show, um, please, Check out Grubhub if you've never used them before. Please use the link that is in the description of this YouTube video to sign up, or you can do exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat if you'd like. Uh, but you can also use the code NEW, as a new user, NEW Travis, N E W T R A V I S, when you check out as your first time to save money on your Grubhub order. Be sure to also, while you're checking them out, learn about the Grubhub guarantee where if it's, uh, if it's not on time or what you want, uh, they will, if it's not on time or if there's an issue with your order, they will make it right. Uh, and that's the Grubhub guarantee. Thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Stay tuned for some cool stuff we're gonna be doing with them in the future. Mark, you wanna go grab our next caller? Yes. Oh, I need to update the Grubhub link apparently. Uh, I think our mods updated the- Hey, uh, Michael Don, thanks for tuning in, uh, calling in. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the middle of nowhere, Utah. Middle of nowhere, Utah. You know, I'm going to a book event there in November. What do you want to talk about, Michael? Uh, I have a question for Palafox. I am a huge DeMonte fan since Clutch Gaming days. Of course. So I was wondering what it was like working with him and uh, just what kind of things positional mid coaches help with. Yeah. Um, so I think between... Uh... All right, let me put it this way. Between the top teams and like the mid-tier teams, I think that the only difference is consistency, right? So what DeMonte does help me with is like um, like thinking about the bigger picture and in turn that helps me with like being more consistent on stage. On top of it, he brings like uh, a really, really good energy into the office and like let's say we just have a really, really shitty game, you know? It's like just somebody that, that'll keep the mood like... Uh, really really like really light and in a good mood and yeah, i think I that actually does a lot for a team you guys messing around on the camera was like the best thing 
Uh, Poom, Poom had a tweet. I was, tr I was trying to find it to link it. There is an insane amount of awe and reverence I have for DeMonte because I'd wager no coaches had the impacts they did as mid lane positional coach globally or historically in LOL post-2013. Dang. I that's think that... I, I... Honestly, okay, if that's a real tweet, that's really nice, but that looks like a copy pasta. I sort of. I was going to ask you, was this like copy pasta or something? Because I, I haven't know. seen this anywhere. But I like... haven't either. I haven't either. So, I mean, maybe it's. So you're saying you disagree and Demonte is not all that? No, Demonte is all that. He's the only reason I could beat Bjergsen on a zero this weekend. <laughs> he actually okay. mind controlled me. Fuck Are me. you going to pull out the Galio at all this split? <laughs> I can't pull out the Galio. I can't reveal stuff like that. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I, I'm glad you asked a question because I was about to make a joke about Demonte's Azir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think it's interesting though to be like, what is a positional coach kind of working with? You said like understand the bigger parts of the game, which I think is interesting because in some ways you both are or have been in your careers like more Rome heavy mid laners. Like what are I don't want to. I don't want you to like just straight up leak your your coaching. But like, I don't know if there's like something he said that like really stuck out. That like, if someone's playing mid right now, they're like, "Oh, I should I should do that." Um, I mean, not believe it or not, like me and Tanner have really similar play styles already. So like, it's just like um, stuff like if I notice something's off, like I'll ask him to keep an eye on something, or if he notices something's off, like he'll just like bring it up to me, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, we get in, like, pretty big arguments, I would say, sometimes, <laughs> also. I mean, like, it was kind of funny, because one time I was, like, I don't know, I was in, like, a really pissy mood, and this also has to do with, like, keeping the mood light. And, like, we got in an argument, and I was like, fuck, I felt bad, so I just gave him a hug, and we just started laughing about it, you know? But I wouldn't, say it's, I wouldn't say it's, like, one thing. Where's the content does? around like, this? This is what teams should be putting out. That should have been on yeah. camera. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have been probably pretty, pretty weirdly funny and cringe at the same time, you know. So I was it's definitely being so like, like, I was just, yeah. It when sounds you... to me like a Sundere anime kind of situation where like you're kind of like bitching him out the whole time, but it's because you actually love him, and then you give him <laughs> a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that. When you and Demonte have disagreements, is it like more about how you guys view the game? Because like people are attributing that kind of roaming style to you right now, and people attributed that to Demonte too. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure, it's disagreements about how we see the game, right? So when I got into the LCS, like people talk about like NA laners are just so fucking awful they can't survive in lane; they're just gonna like throw the game, right? And basically, having Tanner there just like lets me have a good balance of both because like. I used to I used to roam a fuck ton. Like when I was on C9, I just fucking roamed top all the time for fudge, right? Yeah. Um, and I think like he kind of like pulls me pulls me more into like the roaming style, which is really good. And it gets me to see like, yeah, I mean, it just gets me to see a different way to play the game. What What is the coach? I know you kind of dogged on the FlyQuest coaching staff, but what uh, <laughs> What is the coaching staff on CLG been like compared to? your previous teams and how much has it allowed you to kind of unlock potential this year um well for starters our drafts aren't 
bad like every single week like on FlyQuest I uh, <laughs> so as an example on FlyQuest I first timed like eight different champs that split because at the very end of the week there was always like one player that'd be like actually what I've been practicing for 20 games in scrims this week isn't what I want to play on stage and we have to draft completely different <laughs> and I would like always bite that bullet right um, I mean I, my understanding from from stuff earlier this year is that people want coaches that will have you first time a champion on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first time isn't like I never even played it in scrims. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, n not in, like, I had like Mark got the joke. Solo Q, you know. Uh, anyway. It was an LS joke about <laughs> oh, the, uh, uh, the C9. Yeah. It's the rocket, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, okay. So, so, um, so far your praise of the CLG coaching staff has been the drafts are not shit, and I don't have yeah, the first the time. has been, it. it's not FlyQuest from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have a question about drafting. I meant to ask this at some point, but, like, the more this split has gone on, the more I feel like uh, this is a meta where, like, you can just insta-win or insta-lose in draft almost. There's some metas where, like, both team comps end up looking almost the same no matter what, where it's, like, control mage meta, and it's like, okay, you're playing Ori, Ryze, Cassio, Syndra, some, like square triangle of champions and yeah. then like both teams are going to have bruiser jungles whatever it's like the same comp but here it feels like y you can actually get fucked up in draft if you're not careful like if you just end up too low range and the enemy team has like a swain angle or stuff like that um does it feel that way drafting or do you think people are just like fucking up because it's always like are you just being an idiot in draft or are you getting exploited because there's actually like good angles in this draft to, to take advantage of champ pools and whatnot yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of drafts where you can get exploited, but, like, some people just don't have the champion pool, right? That, I mean, personally, I like to play everything, so that's, like, a possibility at all times. But, um, I mean, there's... I think EG is really the only team that, like, exploits draft um, because their players have the ability to. And, yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I don't think... You're not really going to lose in draft against like a bad team. Like you just always win, even if you have like an awful draft. Of course, it'll be harder, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was kind of my my feeling on on the league right now. Is there's like a couple teams who will kind of lose almost regardless of draft. EG will kind of win regardless of draft, and then the other like six teams feel very much like, oh, you just got countered. Like this Mundo yeah, thing yeah. just shit on you by Golden Guardians. Weird, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, or like, you know, Swain Seraphine, like you just lose the game now. Like I, I really don't know how you play that. Or like some people just have insane range advantages and they didn't like pick enough engage. You're like, oh, well, I guess that's just doomed. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, this weekend, IMT versus TL? I thought TL got massively outdrafted. Like that game shouldn't even be close. IMT should just hard win, but like, I mean, oh really? Flame, yeah, not to flame Power of Evil, but like, this guy's pumping about like two thousand damage less than he should be in fights. He stopped watching at the wrong times. He's not actually like frontlining correctly. The, the, the Seraphine game. swing game? Yeah, yeah with the Silas. Silas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was like, in disbelief. Like that's my dream. Like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I, I don't know how you lose this game. Like that's just a game you should solo carry. That's so interesting to me because the Silas obviously has insane targets between Alistair, Seraphine, Sw like like almost all five are, are great targets for him. Yeah. But like Callista, Nar, Nautilus, and Poppy are like pretty much perma in Swain AOE in yeah. team fights. And so like I I was worried that it was like that was one of the games I was thinking. I was like, how do you kill Seraphine, Swain, Alistar as I mean, IMT's comp? But I guess the 
the styles just needs, needs I mean, to play I'm better. Gonna, I'm just going to leak this because I don't really care about this in scrims or leaking this. It's like, I was playing Silas into Swain in scrims. I was like 3 and 6 and I 1v4'd their team. Like, unironically, just like, I'm just so far behind and it just doesn't matter. Like, if you Because you become unkillable? Well, yeah, you're literally just faker. Like, uh, P.O.G. Uh, I was really disappointed with that game. I, That's interesting. Playing into Santorin must be so hard because <laughs> he. So Santorin played against Poppy twice, and both times he was like covering the side lane dives so well. Like Poppy needs to be making these side lane dives early to like even work, and Santorin was just always there. Uh, a little bit disagree about that. Late game team fights, dragons. She fucking oh, okay, swings yeah, her hammer, bonks someone yeah. out, then it's a forty-five. <laughs> like. Especially it's so fun play. from a viewership perspective too, or from a viewer <laughs> perspective to just see something go fly across the map. Watching Peanut and Pioshik play Poppy is like completely different than watching any NA jungler play Poppy. Fair. They're Fair. so psycho early. I want to see mean, Conflict that, yeah. play Poppy like that. He's going to go sick, yeah. crazy. Michael, thank you so much for calling in. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? I uh, shout out CLG Demonte again. Uh, he's got a Discord. You should join it. It's super fun. Nice. Thanks for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yep. All right. On to the next caller. Where are my serrated Derek Red Smite poppies? I missed that when that was how you, how you built there. Just fucking 1v1 people in the jungle. Mark, by the way, do, oh, we lost him. He's I fine. didn't like that guy anyway. It's he fine. Yeah. I know, you made it clear when you were listing the people on the broadcast that you like. Uh, he was conspicuously conspicuously not included. Uh, oh, already back. Pokey is here. Pokey, where are you calling from? Chicago. Chicago. Are you going to go to finals? Yep, I already bought my tickets. I convinced two of my friends to come as well. Nice. nice. What, what was the convincing? Do they watch LCS? How did this work? Are they convincing by uh, plane tickets because one of them lives in Ohio and the other one lives in North Dakota. Gotcha. Okay. But why are they going if they don't know if Bjerg's there or not yet? <laughs> True. We we are all longtime fans. We've been playing since like uh, longtime 20, fans twenty eleven together. So we're just longtime fans of the game. If you bought a ticket to Worlds, would you rather see? Would you rather see Team Liquid there going three and three, or would you rather see FlyQuest going zero six poking? Bjergsen. Oh, interesting. I'm a How huge Bjergsen fan. Fascinating. Hey, okay, Pokey. I, I hate to, to give Travis that credit, but yes, I would. You already tickets. My point was that it didn't matter. Pokey. <clears throat> Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Uh, this is the EG Doomer take. I oh. think that EG is doomed when they get to Worlds. The state of the game is slowing down and Korea is going to smash. If you look historically over the last few years, it's been Europeans and Chinese finals and winners, and that's because the state of the game is has been increasing for several years. Much more action, much more diving, much more killing. Um, with the durability patch, Korea looks insane. And I think that North America, actually, as a whole, plays a slower game as well. Um, I think that EG's early skirmishes, that they're just flipping constantly uh, is actually going to be working against them going into worlds. So team liquid is going to crush it because they've historically been one of the slower LCS teams, right? God, I hope so. 
Wait, this is the wrong thing I just posted. Hold on. Yeah, Mark's just spamming random shit in the Twitch chat. So listening just, to the goddamn take. Mark, do you need him to repeat it's for it? Jeep. Fuck me. It, it's it's twelve point four changes, but it was the GP ones, which are also mentioned in the other tweet that I meant to link. Fuck me. There we go. Uh, can I talk about the take first? Yes. Actually? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I think that. Um, did you watch our game versus EG this weekend, Pokey? I did. Uh, I I would say that EG actually played like quite a slow game against us, and like they did a really good job at like making it so their team comp like could play the game they want to actually play the game, and that's something that I don't really see like any other NA team doing. So I would be surprised if they just couldn't adjust at all. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that they would be able to adjust to a slower game. I, I believe it's harder to adjust to a faster game than a slower game, really. Listen, Impact has been on Team Liquid for years, and he's going to be able to be like, guys, don't worry. I know how to slow this shit down. It's going to be fine. Um, the the thing that I was linking was changes coming up on 12.4 where they're increasing the value of the dragon buffs. They're removing sustain from lanes. They're basically doing a bunch of shit to get more kills into the game uh, and more things to fight over early game. Or like raising the value of early game things that hopefully people fight over them more. So uh, that does hopefully nerf Korea. But I mean, that's just an LPL buff who have actually won more shit recently than Korea. So I don't know why we're even worried about those resident sleeper region. You know, it's really the LPL we got to be worried about. And unfortunately, this is an LPL buff. But is it an EG buff as well, Mark? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> to Palafox's point, I, I, I think, like, the only one that we haven't seen, in theory, like, playing late-game team fighting is basically JoJo. Like, obviously, Impact's going to be fine. I think Vulcan will be fine. Danny is a monster team fighter, And JoJo's team fighting's fine. He just had, like, he's just often not in the, like, I'm an Orianna. You know, like, if yeah. there was ever a meta that was just control mages, maybe I'd be more concerned. But, like... There's always he, ways around that, I yeah. think. So I, I, he would be the only one I'd be a little concerned about, but I still wouldn't be that worried, um, given that you have four other players who, in theory, should should be fine. So, um, um, yeah, I think, one, I wouldn't be too concerned about the point that you're making. I think there's a concern about just like, hey, North America doesn't always do well. You know, like, that's a fair concern. I don't know if the, the LCK dominance or the meta is, is the point about it. And even if it was, you know, the meta should be picking up in a couple of weeks here. Okay. So nothing to worry about, Pokey. Do you have any other follow-ups on that, Pokey? Uh, no. I think that, I mean, I did actually remember that tweet that came out after I put the take in, but I still wanted to go for it anyway. No, I, I, think, it's, I think it's good. And I'm never going to fault somebody for not knowing what, like, a random, not a random, but, like, the, <laughs> the way Riot releases their yep. fucking if, info, I like, oh, make sure you go follow... You know, Random all rider. these writers on the balance team to make sure you're up to date on the changes. Like, it's, I never expect anybody to have to know about this stuff. Anyway, thank um, you so much for the. Oh, Mark? No, it's, uh, sorry. This is going to be for Palafox. Sorry. Pokey, because... thank you so much for the call. And uh, anything you want to shout out? Yeah, shout out you guys. I really appreciate the show. I've been listening for like the last two years. Every oh, week. Awesome. Sick. I appreciate it. Yeah. Please keep doing that. That's uh, very. Oh, Oh, and Have you also, been an Alienware computer yet, actually? No, Pokey. Fake uh, fan. More important question is, uh, 
Are you going to be available the night before summer finals? Probably. Okay. My suggestion is to maybe try to keep your schedule open. I'm working on something. Either way, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask Palafox, thoughts on who you think will end up at Worlds from, from North America? Uh, obviously, you're grabbing a slot yourself. Who are the other two teams that you think... Uh, you can answer however you want. Will or should join you? Yeah, I think EG will make it. Um, I mean, I think that obviously their game out against 100 Thieves like is just the best of one. It sucks that they had like one bad game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, uh, I think EG will. And then, what is it? I don't think TL... And then FlyQuest and C9. I have like, okay, because I was on C9, I have like this absolute faith in Blabber because I heard like his comms are like absolutely insane. Um, and if he like actually like starts playing well and picking up, I can just see it being C9 making it to Worlds again. And so that means no Hundo, Thundo? Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're making it, they're not, right? Yeah. I have more faith in C9 than them. Man, if Team Liquid doesn't make Worlds with that roster, it's fucking crazy. Like, I don't know what TL does at that point in time. Like, it's so... Holy shit. Okay. Wait, really quickly. Uh, Mark, do we, <laughs> is the last caller a TSM? No, it's not a TSM thing. Did you want a TSM conversation? No, no, no. Well, I just wanted to ask you, Mark... How would you feel if this weekend TSM played solo? I'd be pretty disappointed if Soul himself didn't ask for that to happen. Palafox, what do you think? If or TSM played solo? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would be pretty surprised. Like, obviously, TSM's not going to do anything this split, right? I think it's very unlikely. Um, so if that's the case, you should just try to make your rookies better. Yeah, I mean, there's there's literally, like, no point in putting in solo, I think. Mark, you want to go grab the last caller? Yeah. Uh, final thing I'll say is solo also hasn't been doing great in Academy so far, so I don't think that there's, like, uh, immediate upgrade necessarily. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope they don't do any, any changes. Unless, like, to Palafox's point, to improve the player. If the player's like, the, st the stage is getting to me, I'm not feeling good, like, you know having panic attacks or something like yeah okay maybe maybe take him off the stage and let him keep playing in academy but that's up to the player yeah okay off we go somebody link something in the chat i'm just checking uh okay looks like numi is here numi where are you calling from i'm calling from southern california hello Nice. We love Southern California local callers. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, um, this is my one positive take um, for like LCS, but the take I want to give is this this summer split is the most ex exciting split for a newcomer to watch with the amount of expectations certain team has and the amount of upsets we've had. Um, there's drama and there's content to watch and it's actually really exciting for a new person to start watching LCS, especially this split. Um, I can give a little context for that. I do have some like some personal like opinions, but I yeah. think this split is super exciting to watch and 
honestly, it's just a good time. Is is the broadcast funneling your payment through Mark directly, or is it just <laughs> are they sending you the money on their I own? I swear to God, I just saw this take. She she posted like eight thirty, and I was like, you know what? We're ending on a positive note. Travis can't stop me. His negative <laughs> no, 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 I'm just teasing. can't stop me. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. In a lot of ways, I agree, as I as I said at the start. But no, yeah, go ahead. You said new viewer. Are you a new viewer? Yeah. So I actually started playing League around like last year, April, but I didn't actually start watching LCS until like the beginning of spring. So like, this is my second split. Like I actually don't know anything about LCS other than like a little bit about double lift and sneaky. And then as I like, so I have no idea about like league lore. So as I started watching and like consuming more content, not just like Travis, your content or Mark, your content, but just like other podcasts, like content in general, I started getting really into it. So this is actually my second split of watching LCS and I'm like really enjoying it. Okay. I actually just have a million questions for you before we get to sort of your explanation. Cause I think this is like deeply fascinating. How did you, one, how did you get into league? And then two, how did you make that jump to watching the eSport? Yeah, for sure. So actually, I think the previous caller earlier tonight mentioned it, but um, I actually started playing League because of the pandemic. A lot of my online friends were like into League and I just wanted to play a game with them. So I only played casually for about like a couple months. I ended up watching Worlds, so Worlds 2021, not knowing any of the teams other than just my friends were watching and something to do with them. And then I think I started getting to LCS because I followed the subreddit. <laughs> And then I started seeing that content on my timeline and just started looking into it more. And I realized like, oh, there's drop rewards. Maybe I can get emotes and stuff. Um, and so from there, I, like, I started getting more into the teams, like who these people are. Um, I think the conversation, the first conversation I heard at the time was like, is LCS like full of imports and stuff? And I thought that was a really interesting conversation because I didn't know the context of it. Yeah. So um, I started... I think I started really getting into it after like consuming the content. I found Hotline League. I watched like YouTube content. Like, like Twitch started recommending me streams and stuff. So like from there, just like the algorithm kind of kicked in, combined with my own like, oh, I'm just gonna watch for drop rewards. And then like, I now like I know the teams, the players, and it's like a really interesting story for me to watch every weekend. How did you find Hotline League? I think I found it through a tweet. Okay. I feel like I found it through a tweet. Who is your favorite team and why is it CLG? <laughs> so like I play a lot of Seraphine. So when I <laughs> CLG play Seraphine, because like I've been playing, I think I got her from like a, I got her like KDA skin from like a Twitch like Prime reward. And so I just started playing a lot of Seraphine. I saw CLG, but actually I think my favorite team right now is actually Evil Geniuses. I really like the NA talent angle. And also like as someone who doesn't, really like this is my first year of league content it's just really interesting for me to like watch like a team like develop and grow and i really want to like watch that story more okay was there was there a moment that made you an eg fan um playoffs yeah i figured playoffs this is like i i'm like i really like cloud nine as well like i think those are my two favorite teams right now but I think playoffs, when I watched playoffs in the run to it is when I realized like, yeah, I actually really like this team. So there is, there's a lot of negativity around the league. Um, obviously, uh, how have you seen this and it has like discouraged you from, uh, like watching or caring, or is it just like, is it weird to see? Cause obviously you're excited as you're getting into it. Like how have you kind of 
seen or felt about all that stuff? Honestly, I kind of filter it. Like, I am a little biased because, like, I do watch Hotline League, so I know, like, both takes of this, kind of. But, like, I... When I'm on Reddit, it's kind of just, like, oh, it's just kind of, like, a Redditor talking. It's not, like, the vocal minority, I guess, versus, like, a quiet majority opinion. Um, but also, too, just, like, I actually don't know a lot of League lore. I don't even know if that's the right terminology to use. So, for me, yeah. like, LC, I don't I would know. say, like, esports, <laughs> League esports lore or something. Because when yeah. you say League lore, it's, like... Uh... Did you know that Vi and Jinx are sisters? Um, I think oh, I watched Arcane. So yeah, that, yeah, was pretty, yeah. that was actually really nice too, yeah. <laughs> getting into League. Um, but yeah, like I think to filter the negativity, it's like, honestly, I just I just filter. And like for me, it's just like my experience comes from what I consume, right? So for me, like I want to consume content that makes me excited. Yeah. So like I follow people on Twitter that make me excited. Like I sub to people that make me excited like i see the negativity but for me it's just more like it's just like an opinion like it does it affect my daily life no <laughs> it's just someone's so, opinion so uh one of the things that is and i i i'll say this really quickly and then i want to hear what makes you so excited about the league because that's i know where you called in but one of the things that is interesting is this pandemic story is one that i've heard over and over again about league of legends so when i interviewed uh marion pippen from uh, Dom and, and uh, the Friendship uh, Onion and the Lord yes. of the Rings actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I was Billy. Thank you. I I the the way that they got into it was like during the pandemic they wanted to continue to hang out with like their group of friends and so they decided to play League of Legends because it was free and like uh, Dom had gotten into it and then I think in the Porter Robinson video like they did this interview with him. And he was talking about how during the pandemic he started playing League of Legends. And so I think this is kind of like the counter to a lot of this discussion around like League is dying in North America. Is that what I've heard is the League of Legends player base in North America swelled dramatically during the pandemic. Which is, if you guys remember, there was a point in time where like match history and stuff like that was like breaking because there were so many games that were being played. Um, and from what I have heard recently, that player base has stayed on during the pandemic like or after well whatever whatever you want to call now it is still around people are still playing those people are still here so like league is not dying in north america from what i understand it's incredibly healthy anyway numi um, go ahead and ex explain your take i'm sorry yeah so um that was kind of my own personal thing i guess like my own personal connection I actually like i'm a huge edm fan so i actually really love porter robinson so to hear that he made a song for riot for an event like like blew my mind basically yeah um i think it's just really exciting for me because you have like teams like like team like imt like clg like like dig for example like they're trying different things and it's just just like bottom tier teams it's like no they're actually trying and trying to like create a like make a good game make a good product and like make a good viewer experience and for me it's it's really fun to see how people innovate and like how people change without the split like i i as a new like league fan like it was really interesting for me to see this game like have patches like once every two to three weeks like the game is constantly changing the meta is constantly changing and i think that spurs innovation for like drafts and content and, and like the viewer experience so that's why i think it's kind of exciting the game constantly changing every two to three weeks combined with like teams it seems like teams in this split specifically are trying to do more things and not just like kneeling over you know like being choked out by the game 
Yeah. I actually really enjoy that. And like, um, yeah, that's my dig. Uh, I'll have two things. First, I agree with this take. I actually do think it's been a very good split. Teams like CLG, I mean, you talked about seeing development out of EG, but I got to tell you, this other team, CLG, they super developed between spring and summer. It's been yeah. very impressive to see. Um, but I also think, like, just content's good. Like you said, most teams are actually trying quite a bit. Um, I feel like the sometimes there's been times where it feels like top four are the only teams people care about. But I think FlyQuest and CLG and uh, some of these other teams have done a good job. Um, I also think your point about how you got into it is very relevant about like that funnel slide to get you into watching the LCS is something that we need to keep doing a good job as broadcasting content creators of kind of like getting people interested from one, you have to start playing the game. Then you have to hear about little esports. Then you have to start getting investing. You'll find a team and players naturally that you're drawn towards. Um, and so I like all that take and I mostly agree with it. The only question is now to Palafox, what do you want to say to her to convince her that she should actually be a CLG fan and she's made a mistake? Can y'all play Seraphine more? No, I'm kidding. Can we play Seraphine more? It's permabed. It's permabed. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm actually, oh, sorry. I'm actually trying to um, try to see LCS for the first time next week. So I'll see all the teams like in person. That's a really cool. Star experience. Guardian week next week. Oh really? Okay. Oh wait, I didn't realize. I hope I didn't just fuck that up. I'm pretty sure. It's no, no, it's been it's been announced. It's okay. Well, I don't I don't know if it's. I, we should check and make sure it's this week. But they announced that they're doing a Star Guardian themed week, and that the tailgate is going to have a bunch of Star Guardian stuff at it. Uh, I don't know what I that actually means, had, but I had no idea. So I'm actually like yeah, July 30th. <laughs> yeah, July 30th is is the week. So you're good. Travis, how much would I have to pay you to dress up as a Star Guardian character? Quite a lot. Uh, probably, probably more I'll than what I imagine CLG is paying their players. Um, give, give us a number, and I'll, we'll, I'll give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I it's the, you know the costume itself would be expensive. <laughs> Travis, I'll knock off some more money off of that invoice I owe you. Yeah, you're never gonna send me the invoice, so I don't ever have to worry about getting the money knocked off it because I've been bothering you for a month. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll give you $500, Pal Fox, if you if you show up in Star Guardian. If, if CLG is all Star Guardianed up. <laughs> I I mean, we have a game to play. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'd be a bit hard. Uh, Caller, I mean, are you going to try to go to Worlds at all? Uh, I don't know yet, but um, I kind of want to see my first LCS game, like, see how I feel. I saw that teams sometimes do, like, meet and greets, so that. That seems like a really cool experience. Like, so they don't they don't do meet and greets anymore because of okay. COVID, and so they're not doing like an official game ends and five players go stand outside. What you want to do is stand in front of like you go outside, and then uh, I don't know which day you're going, but on because I'm not there every day. But I invite or I bring the players outside and interview them out. Like Palafox interview was outside, and so then people can go up and like ask that person. The other thing is that most of the times the teams exit out of that that direction. So if it's tough because you might have to miss like one of the games to like catch the players, but a lot of the players, especially if they won, are usually down to interact, but they don't like formalize it right now because of COVID. So I think Riot kind of tries to pretend that they don't know that this interaction is happening so that they can not they can like overlook it and act as though they are like oh yeah the fans don't interact with the players right now because of covid but it is what it is so that's like yeah. the pro tip is like get there early so you can go to the um to the tailgate and also like if you do want to catch players try to just be outside after the games so 
I think it's uh, just another another thing is like if you are like meeting the players, I think like everybody really appreciates it. Like, I mean, last week like I took a couple pictures, signed someone's shirt. It really does like it feels really really good, and I think like any player would appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. Oh, did we lose you, Numi? Oh no, I'm still here. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. It lit up, and so I was I was worried that you you dropped out. Okay, fantastic. Uh, we're, quick question. I know Mark kind of asked this question, but. Is there anything that you think like the league should be doing more for like new fans like yourself or anything that has like kind of turned you off like that that is it been a detriment like anything at all? I think what was difficult for me when I first started watching LCS was and I think a previous Holland League has talked about this but like as a new player and then watching LCS I didn't really know what I was looking at if that makes sense like I didn't know why plays were done a specific way or why players would do it or why people would praise or criticize something so for me it was more like I had to learn that on my own or like watching other things so I I I don't think the broadcast they they do this but I I would like like not a tutorial but like a like five minute lesson on blank like that probably would have been the most helpful for me when I started watching LCS but I think a positive take was I actually really like the broadcast content this split in comparison to last split. I think the cat and the rat thing was like hilarious. I really just like the small tidbits that broadcast is doing just for like humor and just to clear the air between games. Like I actually really appreciate that from yeah. like a viewer in my home. So Okay, last 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 question. Are you a zoomer? Um, I'm twenty five. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's on the edge. No. Right? Not a zoomer. Yeah. Not a zoomer. Unfortunately. Sorry, uh anyway <laughs> thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out i want to shout out um actually you guys like travis and mark like i think both of your content inspired me to keep watching and to keep doing it like i actually listened to this podcast on my way to work along with other league podcasts like i think it was just because of hotline league like i got into more league content so i actually want to shout out like the two of you i think you guys did a really good job of keeping me engaged and like i've been watching this content non-stop for like five months so i'm yeah. i'm still here Unfortunately, you Potters. won't see any rioters at the studio because they don't come anymore. But if you yeah. do, please let them know. Repeat to them exactly <laughs> what you just said. It would be very helpful because sometimes I don't think they fucking get it. All right. Anyway, thank you so much, Jimmy, for the call. <laughs> Anything? Oh, yeah. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the shout out. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. You should call in in the future. This was a good call. I will. See ya. Thanks. Have a good time at LCS this weekend. Bye. 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 Um... I, there's no more callers, but there was one question that came in at nine o'clock, and I actually think it's a good question. From Hoodie Chris, he asked, "How did Palafox feel about his power level last season when they were down bad?" And just like, how did you guys get through a rough split? Because I heard internally you guys actually were able to keep like a pretty like good atmosphere, whereas that, that can be difficult sometimes. Um, how did I feel about my okay? So I guess power level season or power level. Yeah, last there's like split. two two takes in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in spring split, I thought I was playing like a little bit bad, and on top of it, um, what I actually did get out of out of flight quest is like that I needed to be more active in reviews, um, and a little bit more like open about what I feel about the draft. So like. I mean, obviously, you can analyze if something is like good or bad about like things, right? So, like, that's kind of what I got out of FlyQuest. But in spring, I I didn't know if I was playing the game correctly, and I ended up going to Korea. I hit like top twenty or so, 
and I was like, okay, I'm like playing normally how I, how I would before, like individually I'm fine, right? Um, but I just kind of felt like I had to learn like the structure and like communication a little bit by myself. And the thing that sucked about like the FlyQuest, um, FlyQuest uh, org was like, it wasn't like they were helping me. It really felt like they were just kind of doing shit that set me back. So like, yeah. I mean, I felt good about myself, but I did feel like I had to, like, blur a lot of it out. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Repress the memories. and Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think that's uh, something that is not talked about a ton in League Pro is, like, imposter syndrome. I feel like people talk about that a lot in, like, uh, creative things about if they're actually good or not. But I, I, I witnessed a lot of players, like, if you go on a losing streak, there's this moment where you're like, am I doing anything right? Like, am I just like, have I fucking lost how to play the game completely? Like, why Why are we losing? And it can happen in solo queue too. Like, you rip off like 10 losses and you're, like, your LP starts dropping. You're like, I guess I'm washed now. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it, that's one of the harder things to, to battle through when like you're not getting the results. Yeah. I mean, usually like during that time, like, like you said, you do really have like a hard time like knowing if you're doing the right shit and then you might start actually just doing the wrong shit. Just because, like, you want something to work out, right? Yeah, you start overforcing or just looking for different angles because yeah. the other ones weren't working. Yeah. You know, funny right. funny thing is... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, fit, go ahead. I was going to say, to end off the split in FlyQuest, I went 10-1 and 0 on, or 10-1 on Twisted Fate and lost a game. So it is what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Palafox, for coming on the show. It's been really cool. Um, Mark, what do you want to shout out? um shout out andy circus i'm listening to lord of the rings i got a, a special edition lord of the rings with ashley at barnes and noble last last uh weekend and so i i'm not gonna fucking read that so i got an audiobook to listen to and i got i went for his version over the other other guys and i gotta say i love you i love you tolkien but shut shut up about these goddamn hobbits and get into the story I know this yeah. is probably sacrilege and every Tolkien fan. No, this hates is the me. thing. I Lord of the Rings is amazing, but it drives me crazy whenever like I'll be like, Oh, I read fantasy novels and they're like like Lord of the Rings and I'm like, Oh, you watch movies like Citizen Kane? You know, it's like what it's just it's <laughs> it's funny to me that people seem to to not be able to recognize Lord of the Rings as great while also realizing there are other really great things that are modern and and good that's my yeah. that's my rant okay so shout out to andy circus anything else any content you want to push What's uh there'll be a blame week? game this week because palafox boomed the fuck out of team liquid and they're now four and four over the last couple of weeks since their 3-0 <laughs> start so um got to talk about it nice okay uh so it is going to be about team liquid when i messaged you and i said you should make it about team liquid yeah. It was, it was always going to be about Team Liquid. Yep. Fantastic. All right. Palafox, what do you want to shout out? Um, I mean, shout out to you two. I think that you guys are doing a lot for the scene. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really fun to be here. Thank you. Sh this shout been... out your goddamn stream, you hooligan. Oh, uh, shouting out my stream. Um, I don't know if I'm going to stream. So, yeah. Wait, but <laughs> you have been, right? Link, I, I follow was... it. Dude, I was I was streaming for a bit and then I was like I don't know. I was literally like 
waking up at 11, going to sleep at like 1 a.m. And during that entire time, I'm just screaming and streaming. Like, yeah. I mean, if you need a mental break, that's So yeah, one that's suggestion is to not sleep 10 hours a day. You, if well, you, that's... If a, you, that's if you if you're not going to bed at one and waking up at eleven, then you could get two hours back. But then I perform worse in scrims, and also like when I dream, I dream some like fucking cool ass dreams, you know? Like <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just, it's so fun to sleep. Like I don't know if anyone else does that, but like, bro, like I was like Spider Man in one of my dreams like two days ago. It was fucking sick. So can you do a stream where you talk about your dreams? Do you keep like a dream journal? <laughs> I don't keep a dream journal. I just remember the good ones. Okay. Uh, from now on, though, Travis, you know what one of your questions is for Palafox for any interviews? Have any good dreams lately? Yeah. No, that's a good... It's a Yeah, Palafox dream update, I think, is a good way to, to go about it. All right. Uh, that is it for Hotline League. I'm going to keep streaming, so please, nobody leave at all. Uh, this has been a disgustingly positive episode of the show and uh, I'm a little worried about what it means for our future because uh, there's just been too many good vibes on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> either way, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, tune into LCS this weekend. I, it's been... it's. I know there are some of you who have told me that you listen to Hotline League every week and you stopped watching the LCS and you mean it as a compliment and I do appreciate it and I do take it as a compliment but... Uh, I think now is a good time. Things have been things have been good. Uh, there's been a lot of really cool stuff happening at the um, on the show, and I think I think we're starting to turn around. Maybe is is I'm tentatively optimistic. Uh, that's it for Hotline League. Thank you, Palfox, for coming on, uh, and we'll catch you all next week for another episode. <laughs>